You're listening to the Action Figure Believes Podcast, episode number 340, for the week of Wednesday, the 9th of January, 2019. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Adam. Eddie. Ben. And John. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we take a look back on the highlights and lowlights of the toy collecting year that was in the AFB Year in Review show for 2018. Happy New Year, everyone. This is our first show of 2019. How does it feel? feel old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we're podcasting and it's very similar to normal. It's, normal. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We must be it's like true. granddaddies of podcasting now, surely. I reckon. I reckon. We, uh, we got named action figure, the n- number one action figure podcast by, f- oh. Feedspot. Feed spot, thank you. I was like, oh wow, people still know that we're here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And John, it's obviously great to get to chat to you. We we don't have that privilege as often these days, thanks to schedules and blah de blah. Um, but how have you been? How are ya? I'm not Ben, I'm John. No, I'm I'm okay. I had a good Uh, holiday. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) <laughs> You're just trying to really reinforce that I don't miss you that much, aren't you? <laughs> you had a good holiday? Yeah, I had a good holiday. My mom and dad were up, so yeah, we had some fun. Oh, that's outstanding. So, yeah, and it's actually been on the, the warmish side. It's been right around, I think, zero year temperature, maybe yeah. a little higher. Whoa. Yeah, don't don't talk about warm. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we – uh, had some very high temperatures in um oh, i know that we got it and sydney got it i don't know about you adam did you get the heat yesterday we had it a day before you guys oh that's unusual we normally we normally get most of our weather before you get it okay no i was gonna say that's unusual mm. for you guys to do anything before us but obviously weather i'm not included oh, yeah. oh. you like that <laughs> You bloody convict eastern states. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Melbourne is not a convict city. Thank you very much. Yeah, I knew you'd buy huh. I should have brought some out of this popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> Did you guys see the picture getting around on social media of the, um, the Cadbury chocolate bars? Like all falling over from the heat but it was a display stand in a, in a supermarket or a, a grocery store and all the uh, all the chocolate bars are like leaning forward because they've all liquefied inside their packaging oh um, no mm. oh my goodness uh, yeah, it's like, it's it's like some... walking in a parking lot and finding donuts just laying around out there i know i know because <laughs> i think it some at one place i'm trying to remember where in australia they were saying it got to um 50 degrees. So. Holy dooly. Sorry, that's 50 degrees Celsius, which I believe is about 122 Fahrenheit. Yeah, it sounds about right. Mm. Does, yeah. does the warmer weather mean, mean that, like, the handyman segments are coming back? <laughs> mm. <laughs> mine are, like, mine are gardening segments now. The handyman work is kind of not, I mean, when my handyman segments are 
I've paid someone to do this, not you know me doing it. Um, but gardening is happening now. Adam, Adam, do you have any major handyman exploits planned? Uh, no. Um, I did do madcap engineering of rabbit furniture today, but that was really kind of more minor in the scheme of things. It was drilling holes and then, you know, using a sander to sand it into a smooth shape. The amount of work you do on these... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we so we had a sadness was which was that our old bunny passed away, um, and uh, but we have we have baby bunnies and they're boys, they're mini lops, and my highly intelligent girls named them Barry and Oliver. And we see we see what you did there. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm. Well, yeah, my my oldest is a very big fan of the. Of the um, DC TV shows, so bigger than, bigger than me. So that it was her kind of inspiration, and then the elder, the youngest, who is not really into that, managed to managed to get on board. So that was good. But they're they're, they're super cute. Does Oliver finish his, his carrots and then come over to you and go, "Please, sir, could I have some more?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the number one action figure podcast. That's the sort of content you can, that, that's right. ladies and gentlemen, who are joining us for the first time because of this board. That's right. <laughs> Cutting edge parody. Absolutely. We could have asked if he can use a bow and arrow or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. You've failed this hutch. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, anyone else get any pets? No. 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 Any new any new surprise offspring? Eddie? <laughs> God, I hope not. No, no, not that I know of. Uh, so nobody did uh, a 23 and Me test for Christmas. Of what now? Oh, you know, the, I, the um, 23 and Me or Ancestry, the, the do-it-yourself DNA kits that people do and then find out that they're adopted and stuff or have uh, siblings. No. I was going to say, how does that end up in you resulting in finding out you've got more kids? Oh, because <laughs> if you, so yeah, if uh, you do it and you like say that you'll share your results with people or, or people they're connected to, then when you get it back, you can be told like, you know, you're related to this person, etc. Well, it's how they caught the um, Golden State Killer, the East oh, yeah. and yep. also okay. known as the um, East Area Rapist. <laughs> well, that's so, that's right. Yes. I, I read something about someone who got them for their siblings at Christmas, and then their mother was like, "This, these are terrible. I really don't think you should do these. I don't think they're safe." In fact, <clears throat> and, and the, they said so. And now um, our parents are arguing upstairs, and we're all sitting downstairs trying to work out which one of us has a different dad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's awkward for everyone and not just the white supremacists that constantly find out they're not as white as they thought they were oh well see i like that that bit of it that's fun yeah see i figured i could get just get them from my mom and dad and then like take the results and <laughs> well that's probably the <laughs> safest thing if, if, if you don't want your assumptions um you know challenged <laughs> um any noteworthy christmas presents that aren't going to be discussed in our year in review. Anything nice, charming, heartwarming, silly, weird that you got that I got one that I'm very excited about. And it's actually an action figure blues related gift, which was a brand new microphone. Uh, so 
hopefully Sweet. I am coming through a bit more clearer than I have been in the past and a bit more nicer on the uh, one. But yes, very excited about this. I feel like I'm I'm semi professional podcasty person now, <laughs> which is nice rather than a telemarketer with a headset phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're addictive. I I have like I've had my mic that I have now for a couple of years, but I did go through, I kept, you know, thinking, Oh, I'll just kind of go up a little bit and uh, just try and get a little bit nicer. So I've got a few. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to have a spare. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've got <laughs> the, a travel uh, the, mic here. I did also get, and this is and anyone who knows me, this is not my type of thing, but uh, just before Christmas, it was my dad's birthday. And what he really wanted was a one of those Google Home devices. Uh, so I got him that, even though he's going to use it for three days and then get bored with it because that's what he does with every gadget. But it's what he wanted for his birthday, so it's what <laughs> I got him for his birthday. And now the way my dad's uh, sort of inner logic works is I got this for my birthday. It's a great present. So when it comes Christmas, oh, I've also got you a Google Home device because this was such a good <laughs> present. Oh. So I now have one of these weird little Google Home uh, devices that uh, I, I still am not 100% sure what I feel about with it. I've mainly just used it to ask it random questions when I get bored just to see if it's got a programmed answer right to it. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my other weird present where I was not <laughs> expecting. I've never shown any interest in one of these things. Nothing I own has any sort of Google TV or Chrome access or anything. He, he didn't think to get me like the Apple one where I have Apple products all throughout the house that I could link up and actually do things with. But yeah. <laughs> you should so, send, you should send it parents. to me, Eddie. Uh, I'm still waiting on mine. <laughs> <laughs> We have well, the I, Amazon I, version, and I, I quite I quite enjoy it. I I was fine until I went to a hotel and tried to turn the lights on. <laughs> well, you know, it's true because I'm so used to it now. Like while we were on holiday, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to actually I have to actually set an alarm on my phone I can't, <laughs> because if I ask, I won't I won't say the name because it'll activate it and people will get annoyed. But if I ask her to do it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I found myself doing. I always, I'm always like, oh man, I got to get up and turn the lights off, <laughs> or look for the switch. Or can you ask it to sing songs for you? Oh yeah, do what? Oh yeah, like not just like and actually sing the song, not just play the song. Oh no, you, she'll sing certain songs. I think since that went so well, any other noteworthy Christmas acquisitions or presents? Or I got a. a- a themed toy and uh, apparel gift from uh, uh, who, uh, who? What? A themed toy and apparel. I got the the Funko <laughs> Pop uh, Dragon Ball Z Badman Vegeta figure. So this is for those that haven't seen the show um, at the start of the Android saga. Um, he is shown wearing a pink shirt that has Badman written across the back of it. So they've done a figure of that. And or a pop of that, and I got a uh, a pink shirt with Badman on the across the back of it, and it's actually um, legitimate Dragon Ball Z licensed apparel. So yay, win! Nice, excellent! Wow, <laughs> very good. Okay, 
Well, we have a lot to talk about, obviously, because we are going to run through our uh, picks for a number of categories from uh, to 2018. Um, we also invited our listeners to. Ooh, 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 ooh. Should should we mention how we invited them? Like we haven't discussed that on the podcast yet. We sent them a cake. Uh, no, the com- no, the community. We haven't <laughs> mentioned the community yet. Oh, the we, community. Should, we should mention oh, yeah, this up front. Yeah, no worries. We're a cult now, everyone. Yep. Excellent. Final. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have a Facebook group. Our our fan forum at afbforum.com still exists. Obviously, people's behavior on the internet is pretty naughty. No, but I mean, has changed. <laughs> and people don't go to forums as much. And so we decided to set up a Facebook group. Um, we actually talked about doing it like ages ago and Eddie got it finally live and we already have like nearly 200 people in there. So if you just go to Action Figure Blues uh, collecting community, collector community, just search Action Figure Blues on Facebook and uh, join and tell us what you like collecting. And as long as you don't collect Dora the Explorer, we will let you in. Um, uh oh. <laughs> John says that's why my membership has not been approved. No, I understand. And we invited the members of our collector community to send in a short audio clip of their pick of the year. And so you'll hear a few of those dotted throughout the episode. And as we take a break to get ready for our year in review, let's hear one right now. Greetings Action Figure Blues fans, it's Peter from Canada. I just wanted to share some of my 2018 top acquisitions with you. Um, First, I started reading Judge Dredd this past year on the recommendation, sort of, of the Action Figure Blues hosts as they reviewed a bunch of stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting, so I picked up a Judge Dredd and Judge Anderson action figure. Um, They're from Reaction Figures. As the company, I believe they've since gone out of business, but these are sort of older style, um, simple swivel joints and sort of 90 degree elbows, that sort of thing. Um, Judge Dredd comes with his day stick. He's got a chain on his badge, which is awesome. His helmet is actually cast in clear plastic and painted so they can achieve that thin, clear edge on his helmet, which is cool. He also comes with a lenticular lie detector, so this is true-false. It's kind of cool. Um Judge Anderson's fairly similar in terms of her look and her styling. They go together nicely. They're older, but if you like Judge Dredd, check them out. The other thing I got was for my son, actually. Uh, This past Halloween, I introduced him to the world of Ghostbusters, and it completely melted his brain with its awesomeness. Uh, Of course, this is the 84 Ghostbusters. And for Christmas, we picked him up some of the Playmobil uh, Ghostbusters stuff. So the Ecto-1 and a few of the other sets. So he has all four guys, an Ecto-1 and uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. So we've been having lots of fun sharing that and passing that on to him has been great. And I just have to say, if you haven't been paying attention to what Playmobil's been doing with their Ghostbusters license, you should really check it out. I mean, the Ecto-1 has accurate lights and sounds, for goodness sakes. Um, it's It's pretty cool stuff. And so I hope everybody had a great 2018, and I wish you all a happy healthy, and fun 2019. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. Well, in our year in review show, we have a set of categories that we uh, take some time to each individually decide on our runners-up and winners for, and we are going to 
do a bit of a round the table for each category, first for runners-up and then for winners. Um, you won't hear me calling on absolutely everybody for every round because not everybody has two or collects everything. So um, I'm not I'm not being mean, and we will try and keep our descriptions and explanations shortish, just because we have a lot to go through. Um, we also will put together a list of each of our picks for you and add it to the post that goes on actionfigureblues.com that is linked to uh, this episode because it will be way too long to put into the show notes and uh, we'll add links where possible. I, I don't know about the other guys, but some of these items are things that we've reviewed on the show. Some might be other acquisitions that we have um, picked up this year, but not talked about. We are trying to stick to things that were made in this year. I don't know, guys, if you got caught out by that, but even like an hour before recording, I realized one of the things I had in there wasn't actually released in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we've done our best <laughs> in that regard. And our first category is the action figure category. And we've actually added a couple of additional categories to it. So we always talk about our favorite small scale figure um, being the six or seven inch scale and under. Um, but because of just the range of stuff that's out there and the range of stuff that we collect, we've actually broken that up this year into best small scale figure, but then a separate category for best build a figure or collect and connect, depending on your denomination. And uh, then a best miscellaneous, uh, which is you know things other than, and you'll get an idea as we go. And uh, Mr. Eddie, how about we start with you for your runner-up for the best small-scale figure for 2018? So this category was probably my hardest. I actually reckon it was a really fantastic year for uh, six-inch figures. Uh, so I actually went uh, very personal uh, with my choices and my runner up ended up being the DC's essential black Manta figure just because he ended up spending a lot of time on my coffee table. Uh, I was very impressed. I wasn't actually really paying attention to him when solicitations and that came out. And when I actually finally got him in hand and was playing around with him, I just really did uh, fall in love with him. And me and Scotty have uh, waxed on about just how, great that figure was but great year for black manta and i uh, really surprised uh with that figure and how much i loved it once i had it in hand so uh he's taken the runner-up spot good choice that was nearly mine but it's not <laughs> excellent uh suspense. Mis suspense mr adam what about you hi <clears throat> my uh my runner-up was um unsurprisingly, and kind of goes across a lot of my selections from a Dragon Ball Z-related figure. Um, I went for the SH Figure Arts Yamcha figure. Uh, so it's pretty close as far as winner and runner-up in my book. Uh, this guy just gets knocked off mainly because Yamcha, by this stage is in the, the series where, where the figure's set, is steadily on his way to becoming uh, a joke character. Um, He's completely useless, and um, I think this is like the last time he does anything of any real note. Um, but he 
he's still a great figure. He's got a lot of fun add-ins, um, including the Cyberman, which I thought was terrific. Um, it's a bit disappointing we only got one as a kind of lightly articulated add-in rather than packs of three or something, so he could have had a decent uh, fight set up with them. But, yeah, I thought it was a, a great figure, um, and it's a, a good one that kind of shows we're not just going to get Dragon Ball Super figures from here on out. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Mr. John, what about your good self for your runner-up? I actually picked a pair of figures that I have not been able to find, and that's the Marvel Legends Cloak and Dagger. Ah, cool. Mm. I, I, I really like what they did there, and um, I really wish I could have found them, but I, I haven't been able to find them, so I haven't got them. I've actually got mine sitting on my desk here, and um, Cloak was another one for me that was in the running the, that the the cloak is amazing. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I thought too. So, and even being an outsider, that's that's something I wanted. So, amazing. And Mister Ben, your runner up. Uh, yeah, lots of choices basically because this is uh, my scale of choice. Uh, there was a few things like the uh, Bandai SH Figure Arts Master Roshi was a, a really fun figure um there's obviously a lot of marvel legends in there and even uh, a couple of the star wars black but um yeah for me i ended up choosing the wall um walgren's exclusive silver surfer because i just think mm. um they did a fantastic job and uh, i don't consider this to be an apology figure because uh, the old one is actually a pretty good figure but i just think the use of modern technology to update this figure has worked really really well i think those um energy bands kind of you know attachments that they're throwing in with every figure actually work really really well with mm. this guy and and i'm just glad that there is an outlet like walgren's even though you know it's uh, it's an american only chain um that that still gives us the opportunity to get these characters given that uh, the regular waves are, are obviously so heavily influenced by what's happening in, you know, the comics and in the um, the MCU as well. So, yep, great figure. Well, it's American only, you know, for the moment. I, I think I mentioned last year when I had to go back home and I managed to find, I think it was the Sue Storm at the time, that um, Beverly, the manager from the Kankakee Illinois Walgreens open uh, offered to you know open one in Australia if they would send her over here. So ah, it's, it's oh, only, only get in touch with Beverly. Hmm. Only a matter of time. Yes, um, cool. But thankfully, uh, we have John. <laughs> That's right. That's Thank right. you, John. You're welcome, Thank you, John. And, and what about you? Well, Mr. we've Scotty? managed to have a completely unique set. And it's funny that two of the ones that just missed out for me, Black Manta and Cloak, got a mention. Um, but mine is another DC Essentials figure, and it is the Watchmen Doomsday Clock Rorschach. Um, oh, nice mm-hmm. Yes, I this I really did not want to get the Doomsday Clock figures. And I managed, despite Ethan from Secret Headquarters in Beaconsfield, who I think could grow up to be an amazing drug dealer one day, um, because he's you know really good. At <laughs> oh, you, you might like this. You might. Um, he's got higher aspirations, but you know, the <laughs> he, the uh, the uh huh. No, <laughs> I see what I did there. The it, it, he um really waxed lyrical about 
the sculpt on this, and then I looked at it, and now, of course, I own all of the two packs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Eddie and I are going to do a, a breakdown. Um, these are Paul Harding sculpts. Paul Harding is doing a lot of the DC figures and knocking them out of the park sculpt-wise, I think. And the well, I'm sure we'll talk about this guy sometime this year, but he is a fantastic figure. Um, the, the movie Rorschach from DC Direct back in the day was a bit of a bummer um, of a figure because it had pretty... It was a weird pose. Oh yeah, weird pose, and it, actually kind of impossible to stand up on its own, and it wasn't didn't really feel like a action figure. And I really liked the Black Freighter version, but this is amazing. So he's my runner up. And now I have to remember the order. I think we're back around to Eddie for uh, your yeah. winner of best small scale figure for 2018. Drum roll. So my winner is a Marvel legend and it's from the Deadpool wave, but it isn't my boy Deadpool. It actually, the honors went to the nineties version of cable. Uh, I picked this guy for a lot of reasons. One nostalgia. I love the original toy biz X-Men figures and this figure draws heavily on the first version of cable released, which I didn't own, but uh, my my best friend Justin did, and I used to pour over it whenever I went to his place to play uh, with our X-Men figures. Uh, I loved even just little things such as the toy Easter eggs that the different uh, guns that he have are actually based off Nerf guns, so there's a nice bit of toy culture hidden in there. There's just some really great sculpting work going on, and he's a character that i love and have an affinity for uh, i grew up reading x-force and the deadpool universe and all that comes connected with him and uh, it's a great year for it with his uh movie debut so a lot of things and stars aligned for cable to be my uh, favorite six inch figure and how did you feel about his how did you feel about cable's second movie once upon a deadpool it made yeah. me cry in a good way. Oh, really? I, I will say that if they have a new uh, post-credit scene and pretty much everyone I've spoken to out of the seven of us that saw the movie, uh, we <laughs> it, people teared up. So it, it actually had a bit of a, a surprise. Yeah. Very good. And Mr. Adam. So my winner, and I'm saying this is – it's. Just to, as a way of clarifying, there were a lot of tight contenders um, that, in hindsight, probably would have knocked off this figure had I actually received them because I haven't told anyone to ship them to me yet. Um, but um, I've gone for the Figure Arts Kid Goku. Um, I think it was a, a really good figure. I think there were plenty of pack-ins. Um, it was teased slash solicited years ago, so we've had to wait a while for it. But I just thought it was a, a good figure, a fun figure, um, one that you could play with a lot just as an actual toy rather than just kind of going, oh, yeah, cool, close it a few times and then stick it on a shelf. Um, so I thought it was just, yeah, a really good figure. Fun. I mm. I kind of mm. remember that was like the the short one, right? Yep, the little fella. Yeah. Yep, Adam and I reviewed him. Oh, mm. uh, yes. Okay, I remember. Very good. Oh, all right. Uh, I was there too. <laughs> Did you review it? 
Yeah, I I got one oh. and I talked about this. Oh, oh. sorry, man. Wow, awkward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Third we'll wheel. Move on quickly, John. <laughs> John, what was your winner? Quick. <laughs> um, band, Bandai SH Figure Arts, um, Common Rider, Cross Charge Z. Is that it? Yeah. Don't you speak to me like that. <laughs> it's me. This figure is like chrome and uh, has a lot of like uh, has translucent parts. It has chrome that has printing on it and little tiny accessories. Um, and Ooh. yeah, I just really like it. So it's very pretty. Yeah, it's sparkly. It's sparkly. <laughs> it's sparkly. <laughs> Did you review that on the show or no? No, I didn't. Oh, it's, oh, it's so yeah. good looking. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. Mr. Ben, your winner for small scale. Uh, yes, I think this will probably appear in maybe some of the subsequent categories for others, but mine was the Marvel Legends Wolverine's exclusive thing. Mm. Which is just superb. Absolutely superb. I have, I haven't got mine yet, and I feel like that might have been mm. mine if I had, but um. Yeah. No. I. It looks. I'm sorry. Amazing. I'm sorry. No. Don't. Don't. <laughs> sorry. That was look. I, I'm honestly enjoying the Walgreens exclusives figures. Um. You know. Uh, a, a lot. And so what I'm actually doing is, uh, you know, when I, I source one uh, locally, I'm actually leaving it in uh, in the packaging. And uh, John is obviously uh, kind enough to help us out and sending us loose versions. And so, um. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, acquiring good. sort of. One loose, one boxed. Yeah, I'm I'm loving them, and I'm also loving hearing you say Walgreens. <laughs> oh, yeah, what is it? Is it was it Wal- Walgreens? 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 Yes. And share Walgreens? Yeah. Walgreens. Uh, still, still the Wal- share. Like three hundred episodes <laughs> later, and we're still share and sharing. Really, sure, really, it's a God's new year. Sake. Okay, <laughs> move on. Thanks. No, no, it's a name. You go, Westy. You go. There's only one correct pronunciation. Assimilate. God damn. No, no, that is the way that it's because it's her name. Number one action figure podcast, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Number one action figure podcast. Okay. Are you going to go and water your plants or are you going to go and water your plants? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, Ben, we just finished fall here. We, we've moved don't, from don't, fall into winter. Yeah, don't get me Come started on. on the American uh, seasons of, oh, fall, because the leaves fall. Oh, it's now cold and hot and growy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My winner for the best small skill figure for 2018 is the Mezco 112 Collective Ascending Night Batman. Ah. Amazing, mm. yes, amazing cape, um, amazing articulation. Best Batman in that line so far, probably to be outdone by the next one that comes out. <laughs> but it had, I, and the the thing that tipped it over some of the others, um, you know, I'm really enjoying collecting that line was that we've got a really nice, very classic Dick Spring Batman portrait. Um, so you know, it's because a lot of the Batman stuff that they've done in that line has been pretty modern and that was the first one that kind of had that real classic option to it. So more of that, please, Mezco. 
Okay. So the the next category, we're still kind of in the action figure space, but we um, are going to do best build a figure or collect and connect, depending on what uh, you have, uh, which version of toys you collect. And Eddie, I'm going to go to you first for this. What's your runner up in this category? So my runner-up actually takes its name from the ladder, which is the Collect and Connect, and I went with Clayface. Uh, now, some of this wave actually did start to get out there at the very end of 2017, but uh, the vast majority of people, uh, including myself, acquired it at the beginning of 2018, and he's just a fantastic builder figure. It's one of the things Multiverse was really doing right was mm. uh, the Collect and yeah. Connect figures. Uh, it's a lovely sort of uh, classic Clayface look while also taking from the new modern version where he's slightly more heroic. Uh, he's nice, a, a large figure, and uh, the last version had those rubber arms that are deteriorating on pretty much everyone's version, and so chances are even if yours is kind of fine now, uh, give it a couple more years. It's mm. They're all going to be falling apart. So it's also a chance to have a version on your shelves that's not going to break down over time. So uh, very happy to have him uh, on my DC shelf and, uh, yeah, beat out a lot of Marvel Legends to take this mm. spot. Very good. Mr. Ben, what about you for your runner-up? Yeah, this was, uh, like you mentioned uh, earlier, uh, about getting confused about when things came out because um, straight away I went, oh, yeah, yeah definitely got to be, you know, King Shark. That was that was such an – what do you mean it came out like mid-2017? Oh, okay. I, I haven't been paying a, a whole lot of attention. Um, I, I must admit I was quite disappointed um, when I started doing some of the research on what actually came out during 2018 because uh, I haven't been blown away with a lot of the stuff coming out from either Mattel uh, or Hasbro. Um, but I must admit, the more I got to playing with the the spider builder figure, um, and also because I have um, been reading the comics, uh, I'm actually really sort of starting to, um, you know, enjoy these uh, these sort of spin-offs of the the spider totem for each of the the different universes. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to give the, the nod to a spider. It is, do, have we agreed that's how you pronounce it? Does anyone know how to pronounce it? You know, SP forward slash forward slash. Yeah, in uh, the new movie, they just pronounced it Spider. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, very good. I have gone with the Marvel Legends Lizard. The That, that one I know we had mixed opinions about, um, but in terms of sticking to what I collected this year, and I haven't been doing the multiverse um, uh, line. So my only builder figures are Marvel Legends, and so I chose the Lizard from the Lizard Wave as my runner-up. Oh, good yeah. choice. It is nice, yeah. It is, yeah. It's good fun, good fun. Um, now, I am I have a feeling that we are about to have our first double up here. Let's go for uh, the winner. Uh, mm. And Eddie, what was your builder figure collection connect winner for um, 2018? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be on the same page with a lot of people. Uh, it, it's how can you go past Sauron as the uh, uh, or Sauron? Uh, just to avoid another debate there. Uh, oh, I decided Sauron. Sauron, Sauron. 
let's call the whole thing off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, we we talked about him on a recent episode. He he's just in sort of the top end of builder figures in the last ten years, let alone this year. It's a clear winner. Uh, yeah, it's definitely got to be Monster Venom. <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I, I agree with Eddie wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, anybody who's followed the podcast for a while knows of my endless whining of. Uh, yeah, I think certain characters Everything. I think deserve oh, yes. the plastic. Um, yes, um, flipping the bird over the <laughs> airwaves. Um, you know, I think there's characters that just have that toyetic. Uh, look to them and uh, you know he is absolutely um something that deserves to to be in marvel legends and i I think they actually pulled it off really really well it's a beautiful figure yeah my my choice too obviously um and i think uh he's going to show up on a lot of best of 2018 lists so well done hasbro for that one and then our, our final piece in the action figure space is miscellaneous so this could be you know anything that didn't kind of fit into the six inch um we we say six inch and below but obviously there's so many six inch um scale figures to choose from that other stuff misses out and uh we will go back to eddie what's your miscellaneous runner-up so my runners up for these ones was a piece that I reviewed on the show and it's the prime masters from transformers, hmm. uh, power of the primes, a uh, great little way of getting pretenders back out there on shelves, uh, cool little cheap transformer that you can grab, uh, also turns into weapons or you can use the primes as uh, headmasters as well and sort of customize all your different Titans returns figures, uh, just, uh, a great way of putting a little cheap toy out there that also relates to the larger line. Huh. Very good. And John? Yeah, I'm going to go with one that I probably could have included up above, but it's the Nendroid um, Mike Wazowski and Boo set, the deluxe oh. set from Nendroid. What what sort of price point are Nendroids in the U.S.? I don't know because I got mine from, from HLJ. So <laughs> it was right, right around that 50 cool. buck mark. Yeah, I okay. think what I paid for it. I, I love the idea of them, but they can be, you know, they can be kind of 80, 90 I, bucks here. I, I, and, and that's probably why this is a runner up because the um, the boo is very, very small. Very small. Very so. small. Very small. Mm. Very good. And uh, Mr. Ben, your miscellaneous runner up. Yes, uh, and not necessarily uh, 10 out of 10 type items, but I think for me it was more about what they represent. Uh, and my runner-up was the Diamond Select Gallery um, Rogue uh, in her Savage Land outfit, uh, mainly because of, uh, I guess, the fact you know she represents um, that, that ability for people to add statue-type items to their collection without paying uh, hefty prices for them. Um, and that there are plenty of uh, options because she's actually quite um, quite cheap in the scheme of things. There's um, other sort of artifacts-type statues out there that are a lot more expensive. So she's really not that much more expensive than uh, a regular action figure. So the fact that there's still companies out there um, trying to keep those costs down to bring collectors these kinds of items is actually you know really, really cool. So tip of the hat. Very good. And my runner-up is... A figure from Funko's new five-star line, which I don't think we really talked about on the show. It's a they are 
five point of articulation figures and they seem to do you know kind of them in in sets and i have a thing for disney villains obviously ursula is my main go-to but i love the cruellas and the whatever and i picked up the jafar from the aladdin line and for the same price as a, a pop vinyl you get a box with a, a like a window box um very collector friendly um some accessories and you know a really nice sculpt and i thought it was noteworthy and fun and so i made that my runner-up nice that's cool yeah. nice and diverse yeah we aren't aren't we always aren't we always hmm. and so we'll go back to eddie for your miscellaneous winner so my miscellaneous winner probably it's debatable that it could actually be a six inch figure at least in terms of the scale that it fits in with but i went with the black series porgs uh because i I love these (laughs) cute little guys i wasn't expecting them to be uh have articulation to them uh which is nice Uh, i i really just like porgs in general so i actually brought a bunch of these uh, that I've just dotted about in my Black Series display. So even up mm. on the TIE Fighter, sitting in the <laughs> cockpit, and um, just as if they've infested my collection, I've got these little pogs around. So they 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 easily took my top spot. That's cool. Oh, yeah, very good. Very good. And uh, Mr. John? Um, this is a weird one. It's uh, the Revoltech of Medama Oyaji. Or is he... Or, or as he's known, Daddy Eyeball um, from Gagege no Guitaro. So um, basically, he's a little. In the show, he's probably about eight inches tall, maybe, and the figure's a little smaller than that. So, uh, but he's basically a big eyeball on a body, and he's Guitaro's dad. So, um, it, you'd have to watch the show, but it, it, he's, he's got some fun accessories, and he was just a fun figure to pose and play with, but not quite perfect enough to be a best of action figure of the year so very good very fun and ben what is your miscellaneous winner uh thank you Uh, again same as my runner-up not necessarily a 10 out of 10 but more for what it represents and uh, i am giving it oh no it's out of reach oh I ruined the moment. All right, I'm just going to have to throw over. <laughs> I was actually going to make it do its thing, but uh, yeah, it's on the other side of the room. But I am getting it to um, the Hasbro, I think they're calling it Marvel Legends or something, but it's effectively the uh, Infinity Gauntlet um, cosplay. So the, uh, the piece that I reviewed uh, a few episodes ago, um, I've been collecting long enough now that I can remember when the first props uh started hitting the market many years ago i think it was fx collectibles did a um a captain america shield a one one-to-one scale and it was pretty much the first uh of its kind and it went for an exorbitant amount of money and i can remember years later collectors complaining that the paint was flaking off and things like that and for a long time those um those kind of replicas uh were very very high-end items um very hard to get and uh, and cost a lot of money and so the fact that Hasbro is bringing these kind of things along with, you know, the Iron Man helmet and Mjolnir and stuff um, for actually, you know, pretty pretty decent prices. I think is uh, is awesome. Very good, very good. Yeah. And mine is something that I got for Christmas, and this is the uh, Incredibles two Edna Mode and Jack Jack Cosbaby deluxe set from Hot <laughs> Toys. 
What are you laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> nice. The, I I love Edna Mode. Wow. Sorry. That was like amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, man down. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Did you just wipe out half your collection? Oh, oh just I dropped the infinity gauntlet on my foot. Oh, oh. oh my God. It's still going. Oh, oh, I need the time gem Num- to just jump back 60 seconds. Number one. Number one show. Yeah. <laughs> you beat me to Don't try this at home. No, who would? Not us. Okay, as I was saying, Edna Mold. <laughs> love her. Love her. And and it's the reason that I love it is that I mean the Cosbabies are, you know, a thing and they're very stylistic. And so but the they've done Edna just as Edna. And so it's like it's definitely if you want a an Edna mode action figure, it's the best one that has been done. Love it. Love it. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. And her eyes move around and everything. It's really cool. Okay. Well, we're now going to move on to the best large scale figure slash vehicle slash playset. So this could be something, you know, that like a larger figure or a box set of something, uh, etc. And Eddie, you have got a runner up in this category. Yeah, my runner-up went to the Black Series Emphis Nest Speeder Bike. Uh, this thing is massive. Uh, it looks beautiful. The figure it comes with is great and includes a lot of sort of mixed media on it, and it really stands out on the shelf. And how they managed to get it in at sort of this uh, just slightly bigger than a like deluxe-ish kind of figure scale price point. Uh, it really shocks me. This this feel, felt like it could have been uh, Hasbro charging twice the price for it. So, Emphis uh, Nest I found to be a great value this year. Hmm. I read that somewhere else. I think the, I haven't got mine yet. So. Talking about good value, very good. And uh, Mister Me. I have a runner-up in this as well. I kind of cheated a bit here. Um, well, I mean, in in that it's a not a larger scale, but a big set, and it is the DC Essentials. No, wrong. DC uh, Collectibles Batman Animated Joker Expressions Pack um, that came with you know lots of heads and yeah. um, gear, etc. Super fun. It was on my short list for you know one of my figures of the year, and so I threw it in here as my runner-up because that. Um, was really, really, really fun. Mm. Mm. Ruby. Uh, Eddie, what's your large-scale vehicle playset winner? My winner went to the Transformers Power of the Primes Leader Class Optimus Prime. Uh, I really dug this figure. He came out very early in the year, and he's just a fantastic representation of a classic G1 Optimus. But not only that, you can sort of pull him apart, uh, transform the little cabin of the truck, and 
he becomes an earlier version of himself known as Orion Pax. Uh, and it, this version looks like it just steps straight out of the G1 cartoon. And that's a gimmick I liked right across the later classes was they were a larger Transformer figure, but they also had a sort of smaller version of their character at some point in their history uh, in there as well. So uh, he was a great toy and a great sort of one to just have on the desk and play with constantly. So he took my number one spot for the larger scale. Very nice. Hmm. And Adam, you have a winner in this category? I do. I went for the SH Figure Arts uh, Shenron from Dragon Ball Mm. slash Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really great thing that we finally got it. We'd seen it years ago, I think, and we were kind of going, oh, are we ever going to see this thing? We finally got it. Um, it's a bit of a beast to try and pose it. Uh, it's, it's not as large as maybe we would have liked it to have been, but, you know, it's there and we should all shut up and be happy that we got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know what? My OCD has let me down, Adam, because... Uh, I know everybody's really surprised to know that I keep a list of everything I buy. I'm running through my list for 2018. I forgot to add it to my list, so I forgot to add it. Oh, no. (laughs) The system has failed. I know. You failed this podcast. (laughs) That's what Oliver the Bunny said anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well done, Adam. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Mr. John, you have a winner in this category? Yeah, I do. Um, the Jurassic World Big T-Rex. Ah. Um, I, oh, I God damn it. it. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, but Ben picked the same thing as you. Oh, he's there, left there it off his list as well. Can we record again tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah. recently walked into a Zing uh, in Sydney with a Jurassic Park T-shirt on, which I got from Kmart. Um, just you know, summer or whatever. And I mean, you know, and I like Jurassic Park, but it's not really my thing. And there was a girl working at Zing that was so excited to see that T-shirt and told me everything that she likes about Jurassic <laughs> Park. And then she was like, "What? And and what do you like?" And I was like, <laughs> "Mainly <laughs> this T-shirt." Yeah. I really- <laughs> <laughs> So like A plus for enthusiasm. <laughs> um, I worked so, for six months in a Jurassic World exhibition. I had that every day for six <laughs> months. You get very little sympathy from me about an excited <laughs> store clerk. So Ben, did John did John take yours? Uh, no, no, he did an Adam, oh. and he he, remi- he reminded me of something that I have that's not on my list, so it was therefore not considered. So because I do actually have that giant T Rex, yeah. um, wow. hooray for me! Anyway, I think my winner was uh, still justified, and for me, it was the Hasbro Star Wars Black Dewback, oh. which really? is just awesome. It is it is everything I hoped it would be for um, you know six inches. This is. This is what I want from this line. I, I want those kind of big extras. I want a banther, and you know, we obviously got the land speeder and things. And I'm hoping that there will be more. No, oh, very good. In, very good. In a year of Venom figures, it still took the best articulated tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Over the lizard who didn't have one at all. I think. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, my, I didn't have lots to choose from here in terms of. 
what I purchased or collected this year, but I chose the Marvel Legends Ghost Rider with Flame Cycle because that was pretty cool. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about that set on the the mm-hmm. the show, um, but the 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 cycle is actually pretty awesome for that scale. So um, I think that, mine's shipping this week. Oh, really? <laughs> I got I got mine and my Black Widow in the the Death of Toys R Us sale. Mm. Yeah, very sad. Okay, okay. Um, so the last section in this last category in this section before we take a bit of a break is the best high end item, and that's obviously not in everyone's wheelhouse on the show. Um, but Eddie, I believe that you have got a runner up in this category, so I shall throw to you. So my runner-up might be a little bit uh, on the debatable side, but for me, a high-end uh, is when we're starting to get into the $100 or more range, which uh, this guy fell into. Uh, it's the SH Figure Arts Margin Boo figure, and I was shocked when I got this guy in hand just how massive the box is that he comes in uh, and just what a big whopping toy he is. But there's uh, some very nice attention to detail right down to sort of the silver foil on the chocolate bar that he comes with. So I'm sure uh, Adam and maybe a couple of other ones of us might go into him in more detail in a review uh, coming up shortly. But yeah, he, he took my runner up spot. Very good. And uh, Mr. Ben, your high-end runner-up? Yes, both of my uh, runner-up and winner items in this category I don't actually have in hand due to a a number of complicated and unforeseen reasons. Uh, And I know you're going to find this very surprising, uh, Mr. Scotty, but I looked over my list for 2018 and I did not get a single Sideshow Premium format statue last year. What? Not one. What? All, all of the items I reviewed basically came from the year before. Yeah. I just had them. I got so many in 2017 that there was enough to spread out through reviews during the year. Goodness me. Isn't that amazing? Mm, that is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yep. I mean, you know, I picked up a couple of uh, things from XM Studios, like the uh, the Black Bolt statue, but that was actually released in 2017, so I didn't count it. But um, unfortunately, uh, through uh, a bit of a language barrier type situation, I missed out on the XM Studios Moon Knight, um, which oh. I am still hoping to acquire. Um, but uh, I just think it was a fantastic effort from XM, and I, I think they're uh, they're filling the gaps that Sideshow are leaving. Um, yes, so there you go, and I think that's actually a sign of how my collecting is changing. Uh, I don't feel a need to get these Sideshow pieces as soon as they come out and pay uh, extraordinary amounts, and I've seen some of them go quite cheap on the secondary market. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a quite a few that came out last year that, as much as I want them, I just haven't actually felt the need to just rush out and get them. I'm, uh, I'm biding my time surfing Playing eBay and yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yep. Hmm. So my runner-up is from Tweeterhead, 
and it is the Harley Quinn superpowers statue. I'm not the biggest Harley fan, but it, that is just a fantastic piece. The the movement, the height in in that the the sculpt, um, really really love it. So that got my runner up, and I did review that on the show. Yeah. Oh yes. And back to Eddie for your high end winner. Uh, so I believe this is the only piece on my list that I don't actually own uh, in my collection at this point, but uh, I chose it because it is something that I will be acquiring. Uh, and it went to the Deadpool 2 Hot Toy um, just because I'm generally not the biggest in the high-end uh, area, but uh, Deadpool is my boy. Uh, I love the film. I love all the sort of pieces he comes with, such as the trainee jersey uh, and a couple of nice little touches, such as his stabbing dagger that have been improved upon from the first one. So uh, that's going to take my spot. Very good. Not surprising. But because it was a great piece and also you love Deadpool. So it makes I do sense. love my Deadpool. He loves Deadpool. And I love my Deadpool. Yes, I believe he also likes Deadpool. And... Yeah. And Wade Wilson. And who? <laughs> Wade Wilson. Oh, Wade Wilson. Okay. I think he said Weebles. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my God. All right, Ben. You're yes, uh, indeed. This is another one. I had a buddy of mine who had a, a wholesale account put in an order for um, two of the Sideshow Thanos markets. And uh, the supplier, well, it was supposedly shorted. And so uh, he only received one. Um, and being a champ, he offered it to me. And I said, no, no, um, you hang on to it for now and let's see if we can source another one. Uh, and we'll put our feelers out to see what we can do. And uh, as, as of this recording, we still haven't managed to locate another one for a decent price. So the, uh, the one and only one is currently in limbo between us but um i am hoping to acquire it one day um but i think uh sideshow went um above and beyond with this one it was a pretty epic piece awesome awesome well my winner is a sideshow premium format and i chose deathstroke so you don't have deathstroke ben no again not for any reason just playing the the long game uh, along with zatanna and huntress yep Yep. I'm with you in that I think unless you have to have the exclusive at the moment, ordering from Sideshow in Australia is just prohibitive because it's not just exchange rate. Um, Their shipping has increased in price and now we have to pay GST as well. And so it just makes it prohibitive. And they, they do seem to last for a little while on the secondary market. I think they are high end, so it's not like you know, people are buying them in bulk. Yeah. And I haven't, in fact, yeah, none of the premium formats that I got this year, I got from Sideshow. I bought them all in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only thing I've got on order with Sideshow is the Green Arrow because the exclusive is the whole, is the classic head and that's that's my yeah. Green Arrow. Yep. But um, yeah. Deathstroke is, while it is the modern version and the, the, the classic Deathstroke to me is just a iconic representation, it's still, in terms of the, the pieces that I collected this year that were made in 2018 or released in 2018, that was definitely the winner 
for me. Yeah, it, it is a fantastic piece, and I think you know, even though you mentioned you know you mentioned it's the the modern interpretation, uh, it's a lot more subtle than uh, many of the portrayals that I've actually seen. Oh, true. So I think um, they did a great job in toning it down. True. I, I cannot get my head around the white sleeve on the rebirth one. <laughs> I just I'm like what. You know, there's nothing stealth or subtle about that. It's like, hello, here I am. Great, <laughs> great at night. You're fantastic. Okay. Amazing. Well, that is, we're going to take a break now and listen to another listener pick or two. And we refresh our drinks and empty our bladders and not, hopefully those won't coincide. Um, and when we come back, we will go through the second set of our categories. Hey guys, this is Derek, Derek WC from Fanholes Podcast and History of Comics on Film coming at you from USA, California. And my top pick for the year 2018 is going to be Toys Alliance Transformers Moss 2 Megatron Mega Action Figure. The reasons why are that it is 18 glorious inches tall and it towers over all of my other 6-inch action figures. It's got 72 points of articulation and to boot it's got light up eyes and a light up fusion cannon which is pretty awesome it is also still currently sitting on my desk so that's why it's going to be my top pick for 2018 and happy new year guys and happy 2019 hello there action figure blues potatoes being the Spider-Man and Deadpool collector, you'd think that my 2019 figure would be either one of them. But shock and horror is actually the Walgreens Marvel Legends Magic. Um, I love magic. Um, that's the character, not actual magic. I actually hate magic and anything to do with magic. Harry Potter is the devil. But... Yeah, this figure was really great. Um, I missed out on the SDC um, Doctor Strange pack that had her in. So to get her just as a figure and not have to go to Evil Bay and pay like a million pounds was great. And yeah, just the figure is perfect. It comes with so many accessories. Um, I'm going to call it Red Locky because that's what I think it is. The little dragon that she comes with. Um, the flaming skull with the movable jaw so you can pretend that it's talking to her like some kind of comedy floating skull head and just yeah everything about it was brilliant the sculpt on the 80s metal rad armor just yeah it was a really great figure it looked great and really did surprise me i was not expecting it it was one of those that was i think revealed at the beginning of the year and then came out like in october so yeah i was really hyped when i got it and you know it was really did shock me that this year i don't have a deadpool or a spider-man to save my favorite figure i mean there were some great ones but no magic really does take it so thank you and that is my figure of 2018 
Well, we're back with the second half of our 2018 in review, and we're stepping away from individual items for a while to talk about some other categories. Uh, we've been talking about everything that we have loved from the year that was. A segment that we used to do regularly, but we say for special occasions now, is the red card. And this is where we say boo, hiss, um, lol or rage, depending uh, to <laughs> something, someone. And uh, I'm sure everyone's got two in this category. So, Eddie, what is your runner-up red card for 2018? So, my runner-up for 2018 is I thought it was a fantastic year for the new face scan technology and the likeness like that have been happening in the movie Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black. But one where they really missed the mark was the Infinity War Captain America head sculpt. <laughs> uh, I do not know what was happened. Captain America? Yeah, the cheap, like, $5 figure actually had a more accurate head sculpt on it, weirdly, than the Marvel Legend. I reckon Chris Evans had, like, a lot of caffeine um, before he went in for his face scan, and so he was like trembling, and that's why they was so so fuzzy. <laughs> that's the only. It's a, it's also I I understand too that they're often working off um, prelim uh, designs. Uh, they might not have had actual sort of footage of the the actor in costume yet. It might have just been a still where they didn't realize that he had a different haircut because it was shot front on or whatnot but the hair with the big sort of cowlick woof at the front and just just a lot of things about the head sculpt on this figure is just horrendous for what is kind of more the higher end uh collected um action figure so uh it's one that i i do hope they <laughs> re, like out of all the re-releases they're doing that's one like give us give us that with a, a bit of a better you know it's it's bearded yeah. cap it's beautiful it's beautiful on the screen give us some <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So the main take <laughs> I got from that is that you think that Chris Evans with a beard is beautiful. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a daddy with a beard. So yeah. hot right now. What? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's no Denzel. Number one equalizer too, and you know he rocked that. That should be talking about Tom Hanks in a beard, for Christ's sake. Come on, training day. <laughs> Hello. Okay, anyway, um, Adam, what's yes. your, oh, I, bet, I bet Denzel's your red card. Oh, it should be now, yeah. And then my number one would be Tom Hanks. Tom so, Hanks, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as I've suggested in the past, um, figure arts releasing accessory packs for things, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe don't. Um, so in this case, it's the <laughs> SH Figure Arts Sun Goku Power Pole uh, accessory pack. <laughs> For those that aren't clear what I'm talking about, um, the Sun Goku A Saiyan Rays on Earth that was done as an exclusive at one of the cons came with this extra accessory, which is essentially, you know, about a six inch long millimeter diameter pole uh, in orange plastic and hands for holding it. Um, so they got it for free in the exclusive. The figure that got released did not come with this, and it has the accessory has now been released as a separate item for um yeah twenty dollars US. Whoa! So yeah, the, for um... for a pole and two hands, uh, I think that's a little bit <laughs> cheap. And um, 
it's not like it's reused. Like, yeah, it, exactly. And the packaging is uh, not collector friendly, really. It looks like it's a blister. The oh, best post wow. I saw about this was someone had a picture of Goku holding it. It's like, oh, I just got a, one of these for $10. People are posting that. Oh, where'd you get it? How'd you get it? It's like, it's actually just uh, the straw from a can of WD 40 that I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's wow. so funny. Okay, uh, Mr. John, your runner-up red card. I'm going to go with the proliferation of poo toys, and that's mainly for uh, Lotus over at the um, Open Your Toys podcast because he's 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 tired of that. And um, I, I got to agree, it's kind of weird. And the kids seem fascinated with poo this year, so I, I may. <laughs> I may have brought yeah. one of those that comes in like the it's little plastic toilet that you open and, and you get the little poo toy. I in took it toilet. to the counter for purchase. <sighs> and you take your I'm getting mail about this now, Eddie. You've got to do something. I bought. Yes. Bought. We're out of <laughs> bought license plates in the gift shop. Um... <laughs> So I um, brought one of those little plastic toilet ones to use with my pantsless Deadpool. Good grief. Good grief. That's the only upside to the poo toys is you you can get scale toilets now. I I have to admit that I was not aware that this was a thing. Besides, the the poo emoji, I think, is an exception to that, right? Because that's cute. Or is that occasionally? Yeah, it's chocolate. (laughs) Okay, well, look, we'll take that. We'll we'll, we'll take that offline. Um, but <laughs> but seriously, um, if you want to, if you listen to the Wireframe podcast and you about the history of emojis, it's really cool. Um, okay, Ben, you're a runner-up break card. Well, yeah, there was quite a few to choose from. Uh, at first, I wanted to give it to John for constantly posting uh, images on Facebook of those fugglers. Uh, oh. <laughs> Whatever they are, but um, you know, I decided that uh, no, no, there were more, more. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Also, a contender was uh, Mattel's uh, utter failure to, um, you know, do anything significant with the DC license to the point of you know retaining it. Um, but uh, in the end, the one that uh, has really annoyed me, uh, and this is a general, is uh, is exclusives. And I know I mentioned, uh, you know, obviously Silver Surfer and the thing, but uh, I, I spend an inordinate amount of time texting Eddie, going, you know, so, so the Star Wars Black such and such is that that's a what exclusive? And you know, I just get this, oh yeah, that's a Target exclusive. It's like oh, yeah, Target US, and and, and the, the, this figure, that's a, oh no, that's an online such and such exclusive. And uh, I, I sit there on these Star Wars Black checklist sites trying to keep track of what's coming out where um and and it's really frustrating because it's becoming more and more common not just for hasbro but for uh you know many other companies as well so boo hiss yeah i do think star wars black has been the worst culprit though because you've got exclusives Mm. like veers and piet and all those people that are just wearing the exact same uniform so if you're scrolling down through on ebay 
it's just like, well, that that looks like a stormtrooper, but he's got a slightly different blast effect on him here. And I've picked up an exclusive of a stormtrooper that had a different blast, but is this the same blast that comes through? And this is just the this is a regular phasma, but this is the exclusive phasma with the damaged helmet, and it's just all the exact same packaging and the exact same look, and yeah. It's just really hard to tell what I've picked up and what I haven't at this point. Yeah, and the accessibility is hard because there are some sites that do manage to, like some third-party, you know, e-tailers that manage to get some of these exclusives, but uh, some of them are, you know, overseas like Robot Kingdom and they have a particular exclusive and you go, oh, that's great, and then you go and work out uh, a price based on, you know, postage and the exchange rate and everything, and it works out to be really, really expensive. And so you go, well, I don't want to pay that much for that figure. And so then you sit there and go, oh, but these will be in next week, and you hope that, um, you know, that particular exclusive is still in stock when those other figures uh, arrive next week so you can sort of, you know, subsidise the cost of shipping. And it's, it's really more hassle than it's worth. Um, and you shouldn't have to do that to, to chase down some of these figures. It's, uh, and, I mean, some of them you could easily do without, but then some of them, like the Gilmorian Guard, for example, you know, is such a beautiful figure. Um, I, I do feel for people, you know, who missed out on, on some of those really nice pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave my runner-up to, I think, the weirdest, ugliest, most terrible new line to come out this year and that is the Funko Tiki's. I don't know if you've seen these things but they're like, you know, Wonder Woman but like a like a tiki. So, you know, weird just uh your know, huge lips and teeth and just stuff where it's like, you know, yes, they're always staring know, at me when I go to zing. <laughs> oh, man. I've got two words for that line, venture capital. That just that just says to me that these guys, you know, they they don't yet actually have to repay all of their investment. And so, you know, the great th- so the great thing about it is is they throw ideas at the wall and see what sticks. But th- there's no way that a, a a company that is actually paying its own way puts that out because that's just trash, gross, blah. <laughs> I have my bathroom decorating tiki's. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Look, you know, I, 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 there's a niche market there, right, of people that are like, oh, cool, I like Tiki's and I like, you know, superheroes. Um, but the, nobody needs to see Harley Quinn as a Tiki. It's just, it's just dumb. It's dumb and mm. I, I think it should be outlawed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, Eddie. What is your winner red card? We're getting into the really harsh burns here. Well, Ben actually already said my winner, uh, and uh, that is uh, Mattel's utter, uh, you know, dropping of the ball with the DC license, which to me, I I know there's been a couple of factors such as the movie's uh, at, at least till recently, not performing as, as expected as we sit here waiting uh, for Aquaman to pass a billion dollars uh, at the box office. Um, but uh, if you can't sell Batman to kids, like what are you doing as a, a toy <laughs> brand? That, that, that should be an evergreen on the shelf is just getting some of those basic uh, Batman and Superman and uh, Wonder Woman's back in the public eye like – the fact that they can't hit there, it's it just absolutely amazes me 
that they've not been able to make that brand work. And even though Mattel's been going through um, not the best financial year, uh, like DC should be one that's able to carry itself. That shouldn't be one of the brands that you're worried about and have it going to um, a, a sort of company that's not anywhere near the shelf presence uh, that it would normally have there. So I, the one silver lining to this is I was looking at the Spin Masters How to Train Your Dragon figures earlier in the week, and they're very stylized. They're based on an animated film, but I was looking at some of the finer details in the sculpt, and there is some quality work there. So fingers crossed Spin Masters might want to get through and make a name for themselves and really kind of hit the ball running uh, with this big property license. So maybe it's for the best for us as collectors. Maybe they will actually deliver something uh, that will get us excited again. But, I mean, Mattel, how do you not sell Batman? That's just mind-boggling to me. And and Eddie's my secret brother because my winner was Mattel for all those reasons too. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you know when 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 Fisher Price is putting out a better superhero line in a mm. year mm. in their Imagine X stuff than than Mattel does. I think you know I, that that says a lot. Maybe it's that like there's peak saturation of six inch or those style of Batman figures, and everyone's already got them. Like all the kids already have that, and they're just like, well, I don't need another one. Ah, oh, uh, damn it! That's another one I left off my list. Was I bought that um, giant Fisher Price um, <laughs> Batman robot dude? Far <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, out! Did, did you even make a list this year, Ben? Oh man, <laughs> I I'm actually really worried. That's about a playset. You know. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, but just before we move on, I've got a couple of things to say there about Spin Masters. Uh, first of all, Spin Masters make fugglers. Um, oh. and. Mm. Uh, Secondly, I, I actually met up with a, the partner of a good friend of mine is a, a buyer for a major toy company. And he we talked a bit about this, and he said that Spin Masters is actually pretty cashed up and they are buying a lot of smaller companies and talent. And so that made me feel more encouraged about them uh getting the nice. DC license. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just didn't even, you know, to me, as I think I said before, giving red cards to Mattel is just like shooting fish in a barrel is not sport. So <laughs> I just you know, left that out, but I'll just throw that in there before we go to, uh, to Ben for your red card winner. My red card winner is uh, a generalization uh, rather than a company or a, a particular product. And it was delays. <laughs> delays, delays, delays. Everything is delayed. Uh, I just, you know, pre-orders and you have ETAs and they get delayed. Um, you know, it's delays in the, obviously, the manufacturing process, delays in the companies shipping the goods, delays in, um, you know, retailers and wholesalers. Uh, and, you know, just as I... I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, I was due to have a uh, FlexPay payment um, taken out for the Sideshow premium format Daredevil. Uh, And then I got the Sideshow email saying, your FlexPay schedule has been adjusted. And hey, what do you know? (laughs) Daredevil has been 
delayed. Uh, and, you know, there's items now that, uh, you know, the ETAs are, you know, three months past what they were originally solicited at. And, yeah, I, I know there's, there's factors. Um, I remember, Scotty, when you and I were talking to Randy Bowen, and he was saying that the demands on Chinese factories are so enormous now that they can pick and choose their customers. And so if you're not uh, one of the big guns like Disney, you can often be bumped. Um, but I actually got an email the other day, uh, or probably a couple of weeks ago now, um, from a Kickstarter that I backed that I had completely forgotten about. Um, and, you know, he was updating us on where the, the goods were up to. And, you know, I'm really, really sorry, but there's been delays at the factory. And, you know, they sent me a product that was inferior. So I've had to go back and demand they redo it. And, uh, yeah, I just I don't remember a time uh, while we've been doing this podcast where the delays have actually been this significant. I feel like everything is delayed. So boo hiss. <laughs> boo hiss. It's interesting. Um, Twitter had just put up on their Facebook today that they are having to remake uh, their Superman superpowers maquette because of issues. Like it has come out, but there are mm. a lot of, lot of issues. And so they said they're going to remake the lot. Um, and wow. it, yeah, it is a, I, I think it's, it's such a, it's a catch 22, right? I was chatting to someone about this yesterday that, you know, we, I think we could have it, stuff uh on time and probably slightly better quality if we were prepared to pay a lot more and we the but so with the kind of the smaller scale stuff and the retail stuff you know i i i get it you kind of got to deal with the higher end stuff that's it is a little bit more puzzling about you know why the delays um you know, take as long as they do, but then I'm just really glad that I don't rely on that for a living because I think it would be very stressful. Um, <laughs> now, um, mm. I just want to, I want to, uh, just <laughs> before I do my winner red card, um, I, if you remember, I'm sure you don't, um, this time last year, I gave my red card to uh, an unnamed uh, e-tailer um, who was, I thought, you know, being pretty dodgy. And I tried to warn people, um, you know, about that for a long time. And I wish them ill. And uh, they've pretty much gone under. So, yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so. the website's still up and taking money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it has come back, but I actually don't think it's... Um, Everything on it seems to be like sold out or pre-ordered. But, you know, not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so I want to apply that same you know magic to this next issue, and mine's a generalization as well, and it is entitled fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eddie and I had an experience earlier this year um, where we. Uh, thought it would be a good idea to um, maybe, you know, for people who like Star Wars to not be racist um, and uh, accept, you know, people of color and uh, people in, in their Star Wars. And uh, yeah, it was insane. It uh, really spoke to, I think, something that's happening in society in general at the moment where, you know, 
everybody feels like everything should be their way and that anything that's not is bad, rubbish, evil, etc. And I see it creeping into our hobby in two ways. One is obviously through um, uh, the um, the um, I think you know manipulation really um, from uh, groups of you know look at Gamergate and now Comicsgate etc. And uh, it's pretty um, I, I think sad that we're falling victim to that. But then just I think in terms of our inability to appreciate and enjoy things as well. It seems like, you know, for every person who's excited about a property, a movie, you know, something that they've got, etc., there's someone else out there to quickly tear it down and tell them why it's bad or why, you know, why they don't like it. And um, I, I just, yeah, I've kind of had enough, you know, it's, it's made me, um, you know, I, I've kind of backed away from that, that, uh, section of Twitter and those sort of you know voices, etc. Because it's just it's such a downer, and you know when you are trying to be positive and you're getting attacked and and threatened um, for it, you know that's I, I I don't have time in my you know my space for that. Um, yep. So yeah, let's 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 be better. Let's be better. Yeah. That's my my red card. You know, we, did we, we skip Adam? We sure did. What about Adam? Done? What was your red card? My red getting card skipped. was yeah, no, not getting skipped. I'm fine with that. Um, was uh, and it's kind of related to Ben's delays. Um, and I'm not sure exactly where this fault lies, but there's something going on with um, pre-ordering from Bandai, in that you'll see some things get no or get uh, announced for for pre-order. Um, via any number of different channels, whether it's by your email or you get sent or the, via Facebook or Twitter or whatever else, and they'll be fine and you can pre-order it. There's other things that there'll be pre-order for this is now open. Uh, you'll go to any number or basically all the online e-tailers you'd normally go to to try and pre-order it, and allegedly she's all sold out. So that it's across all of the, the various retailers and e-tailers kind of tells me that it's probably not their fault and it's probably something around distribution um and it's really frustrating because it feels like going back to having exclusives all over again um and having the weird oh it's only a target exclusive or this and you're just going how the hell am i meant to get that right i mm. literally the only way i'm going to get that is to either wait until it i can find it in store um, hope that one of the online e-tails you normally use gets it or wait and then pay through the nose on eBay. Um, and it's just disappointing that we go down that, we continually go down that route um, for different things. And sure, you know, it might be that it's a niche thing, collectors, blah, blah, but some of them aren't. Some of them are fairly big ticket or big name items and you just kind of shake your head and, and slink off into the darkness again because... What's the point? Yeah. 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 Um, So our next category. Can I just say before we jump on, I'm actually surprised uh, none of us mentioned uh, Toys R Us closing as a red card. Uh, It was one I I thought, like I picked the Mattel one because I thought, well, I I imagine most people will bring up the 
Toys R Us one. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's just the, the sad category. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, our next one is uh, called the Innovation Award. And this is for thinking outside the box. So it could be something new, new idea, um, etc. And uh, Eddie, you've got a runner up for this one. Yep, my runner-up in this uh, is kind of a bit of a broader one, but it's use of uh, mixed media in accessories this year I was really impressed with. Uh, a lot of this comes from NECA with the use of paper goods, such as the Ninja Turtles uh, pizza box, the 90s It with the little sailboats, uh, but or even the other It figures that had beautiful uses of sort of uh, wire pipe cleaners to display their balloons on. So the balloons would sort of hang in the air, but you could also sort of twist the wire to make it look like the strings curled up, but pulling on it um, up to the point where he's holding it with his fingers. And just uh, even the Volco figure from uh, Mattel uh, for the Amazon exclusive has sort of a nice pleather uh, piece for the map that he comes with and just a lot of little pieces like that really uh, captured me this year when uh, people were doing accessories so that's uh, that takes my runner-up spot very good and ben you have a runner-up i do indeed and uh i um yeah there was a few options here that um yeah i, I had to round this down and, and i I ended up giving mine to Mezco for their 112 collective line. Um, you know, I think we went through a, a phase there where there were a lot of uh, collectors complaining about the price increases, um, people complaining that the standard six-inch figure was hitting 20 US dollars and, um, you know, some of our um, long-term um, collecting friends from the AFB forum saying that they were getting out of the game because they just couldn't keep up with the prices and, and things like that. And so for Mezco to come along and go, hey, we've got a great idea. We're going to make six-inch action figures and charge three times what they normally uh, cost, but, you know, we'll give you a few extras as well. And, you know, most of us, in fact, if not all of us, would have just gone, are you crazy? How, how yeah. can you consider um, <laughs> charging three times what everyone else is charging um, for a six-inch figure. And lo and behold, um, you know, this this stuff has taken off. Um, you know, they've had a few misses, uh, but they've had uh, enormous success with this line with some of these figures uh, commanding huge dollars on the, on the secondary market. And, um, you know, Mezco are uh, attentive to that. So I think uh, the Punisher is probably a really good example, uh, which John and I still have to review. Um, yes. But, you know, they, they take a, a character like the Punisher and they re-release him um, and they make him significantly different enough that, you know, those of us that got him the first time around don't get annoyed. Um, and then that goes and sells out as well. Um, so yeah, I, I was really quite impressed at, at how this line has, uh, has matured and, and doesn't seem to have any, um, you know, doesn't look like it's going to run out of steam anytime soon. No, I, I agree. I got the Catwoman for Christmas and that's the first female figure that I, um, have picked up and it's really encouraging because it's, mm. I, I'll, def mm. I'll definitely review it. Um, I don't think the female buck is privet, but it's uh, it's a great figure, and cool. um, so I I think yeah I'm still really really enjoying that line. 
for sure. And I think yeah. because of one of our new friends on the um, our collector community, I'm going to have to get Popeye. Because if you if you go to the to our <laughs> community page, there is a chap there who has done some amazing uh, photos of basically the Mezco one twelve collective Popeye beating up everybody. It's awesome, absolutely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, oh no, we're doing now we're doing winners. Um, Eddie, you have a winner. Yes, uh, my winner went to two figures, uh, Battle Lash and Road Trap, uh, which if you haven't heard of them, uh, it's it's a very good reason because it is most commonly referred to as Road Trap. Uh, and what these two figures are is they're Legends class Transformers, so they're sort of your cheaper uh, basic scale uh, Transformer figure. They're usually about uh, $10 here, I think around $5 uh, in the US. But uh, these two figures, not only do they transform from robots into a vehicle, one's a helicopter, one's sort of an off-road uh, four-wheel drive, but these ones combine to make a larger figure that's sort of a deluxe uh, scale size uh, toy known as a battle trap. And the engineering on this is fantastic uh, he almost has no sort of extra kibble uh, on him at all when he's in his fully um, combined mode uh, fully articulated figure made up of these two separate figures that are still pretty awesome in and of themselves in terms of articulation and vehicle modes uh, so much so that battle trap actually made it into the transformers hall of fame uh, oh, this yeah, year, cool. uh, pretty much straight off the bat. I think he's the first sort of smaller scale Legends toy uh, to make it in there. And also one that, you know, really just came out recently is uh, a mighty uh, effort. He beat out some of the uh, big, massive uh, Titan scale toys to get in there. So uh, that gives you a bit of an idea just how good this sort of cheaper uh, price point toy is and the fact that they're putting such brilliant engineering into just the cheaper side of the line uh, really speaks to its quality. Awesome. Adam, you have a winner in this line? In this, I section? did. I went for something that's uh, kind of offbeat. Um, completely different and have talked about already, which is the Neko Buso uh, model <laughs> kit set that I, I talked about last time I was on. Um, I just thought it was, apart from being completely oddball, mad, off-the-wall, crazy kind of concept, I just thought it was done really well. Um, I thought it was a completely different concept, and uh, I just really liked it. I thought it was just fun all around. Fair enough. I, You know, it's great when you kind of see something that is not like, oh, yeah, you know, that's like blah, but it's like I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, and, John, a winner for innovation from you? Okay. I got to preface this. I'm going to have reasons, and I'll explain them, but Ben's going to hate this. I actually oh. picked the Fugglers for my winner. I'm out of here. Oh. <laughs> and and if you haven't seen fugglers they're like teddy bears with teeth and the reason i did is one they're spin masters and you know i wanted to see what you know what, what they're going to do but um tracy actually has who's mrs nerd if you didn't know that um a fuggler that predates spin masters owning them 
And hmm. and we used to follow her on the, the lady that made them by hand in England. We used to follow her on Facebook. And um, so she would make these little, you know, plush teddy bears with teeth, essentially. And 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 Mrs. Nerd likes really quirky monsters. So um, to see them take something and go, OK, hey, we really like what you're doing and we're going to upscale it, you know, hmm. and, and show it to the whole world. Um that's kind of why I gave him my, my innovation award, just because, you know, you kind of see what they did. And and obviously, you know, I keep posting pictures that annoy Ben. Um, their, their marketing team's kind of on point <laughs> with this, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing with the property. They didn't really change it. I mean, they, they changed it because it's mass production now and stuff. But um, I think the concept's still there. And, and I really like what they did not, you know, it's not like they bought it and gutted it and just kept what they want and made it into something else. They actually kind of kept the spirit of what she had still there. So that, that, that's why I gave him my innovation award. <laughs> I think they're, they're kind of like creepishly cute. Yeah. And there's, there's one little guy that they haven't made that he had like underwear on and he was just like a little flesh colored dude with underwear and and normally the underwear were stained when the ones she made. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it, oh, I haven't wow. seen that one, but I think they got vinyls coming next year as well. So, um, awesome. I, I think they're doing good things. And, and like I said, they so I, we can expect your review. I like what they did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fox one. We have him. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Suspicious fox. Anyway, thank you, John. Ben, are you well enough after that to give your winner, or do you want to give John a red card now? Must respect individuals' uh, opinions, and you just say it's um, not for me. It's not for me. Um, <laughs> my winner of the innovation award was the Four Horsemen, and uh, I am giving it to them specifically for their Mythic Legions Two uh, Kickstarter campaign. Uh, Scotty and I backed the first one and okay. reviewed a couple of figures. Uh, I backed the second one and got a crap load of figures. Uh, <laughs> and if I was to review each one, it would keep me going for, for quite some time uh, in future episodes. Um, the main reason I gave it to these guys is because they have proven that this model works. Um, they uh, obviously had uh, you know an idea um, to get you know a particular product to the market, and obviously that hasn't worked through conventional means. So they've done it through Kickstarter, and the first one was highly successful, and and, and this one was just as good. I think they were after about one hundred and forty thousand US, uh, and they ended up getting close to a million from backers, oh. and uh, that's very impressive. They also have a pretty good model for. Um, releasing subsequent figures based on the Kickstarter figures. So they interchange parts, they change the color schemes, and they they create new characters, and they offer them, um, you know, those down the line through their their web store, um, and that's just as successful. And uh, I just think, you know, this is possibly the future um, for some of these types of products. And if you're not familiar, um, you know, they're of a fantasy-based line. And, you know, I think, Pretty much anybody who's into to pop culture um, of any kind must have some affinity for for the basic themes that are running through this line, and that is, you know, elves, orcs, dwarves, knights, uh, and that uh, sort of thing. And um, it's amazing. And what was really cool, as uh, you know, if you're not 
that familiar with Kickstarter, you do get bonuses depending on how much money gets pledged. And um, the horsemen were struggling to keep up with um, unlocking uh, bonuses because the money just kept pouring in. And what was really good is when you'd already decided that you were backing a particular figure, um, when they ran out of new figures to show, they had to come up with, um, you know, ideas. So they went, well, hey, uh, you know, this particular figure is now going to come with uh, an extra sword and an extra spear. Um, and then a lot of figures, for example, I think Balaam is a good example, is one of those. Um, he's effectively a knight, but is uh, a jaguar. So he's got the head of a jaguar. He's got the tail. Uh, and all that sort of thing. Um, but then they included like a regular knight's helm. Uh, and so you can actually swap out those heads and actually put a, a you know, a helmeted head. Uh, and I've seen some really cool um, toy photography where people have actually posed the figure holding the, the helm under their arms. So it looks as if they've taken the helm off and they're just holding onto it. So I, I just think, you know, this is a, a really successful concept that I hope um, others make, uh, make use of. Very good, very good. Um, I actually have given my innovation award to DC Collectibles, and you might be like, "What?" Um, but the the reason I've given it to them for the what they have done with the bombshells property, I think that the the way that this has gone from, uh. A, a line of statues you know, inspired by an artist to the the different the number of different options both in terms of merchandise apparel etc that they have done to take that and build it into a, a substantial property and license of its own is fantastic and it's all female driven characters which i think you know is fantastic as well you know these things have just taken on a life of their own and you know i i swore i wasn't going to get into other um stuff besides the statues but i've got the action figures now and they're actually really good you know and uh you know i I'm, i have to stop myself from every time i see a bombshell thing buying it because you know there's only so many dollars in the bank um but it just really struck me seeing uh like i i just picked up in uh the mirror um it's the cryptozoic um like seven inch vinyls uh figures i'll I'll put a photo up um and you know they've not only built this up as a property but they're licensing it out and uh it's clever you know because it's again it's not something you know it's not movie related it's uh yeah really 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 clever so i Mm, I gave them that's cool yeah innovation award um you know and it's just still going strong it's uh they the um latest wave of the bombshell action figures um have been canceled but they have said the line's not that it's they haven't canceled the line i think they're going to be reissued so it could be a a fact you know a factory thing because there was Nurse Harley and Joker in there, which I'm sure you know, would not have been cancelled from lack of interest. Um, so yeah, but yay, yay bombshells, yay! All right, mm. so now we are into our the kind of big ones, and uh, the first one is best line. So this could be a new line or an ongoing uh, line, 
And uh, any, what is your runner-up? So my runner-up this year goes to uh, Transformers. They've already turned up a couple of times uh, in my best of this year, and I think as a brand, they've just been really doing well at the moment. You've got the Generations uh, stuff with Power of the Primes hitting. There's been some absolutely fantastic stuff there. They've also managed to reinvigorate their movie line, which... um, has done well for them in the past, but uh, they've launched this studio series, which is uh, kind of their high-end, uh, not well, not high, high-end, but, you know, their more collector-friendly version of uh, the movie figures. And the idea behind that is all the robot modes in the studio series are in scale with one another as they would appear uh, in the movies. And I'm not the biggest fan of the Transformers movies other than enjoying them for just how bad they are in a lot of ways um but uh i had to really control myself from not starting this line and wanting to get uh in on this even though i'm like i don't really like these designs or the characters but um the love and uh engineering that's been put into them uh and i finally had an excuse i actually liked the bumblebee movie so i did pick up the bumblebee uh from that movie and he's a very nice uh little toy they have little cardboard foldouts and um that's been good their more kid-friendly line transformers cyberverse uh have been some wonderful uh designs uh popping up through there uh so just yeah some really good stuff uh have been hitting through that line in all their uh different scales and depending on what type of fan you are um they're all hitting on good engines so they get my runner up they actually got my runner up too eddie because uh twins yeah i yeah, I actually, uh, you know, find myself in the aisle and I'll be picking up Transformers stuff and looking at it. And my, my Transformers collection, like, doubled this year. So, yeah. yeah. So we yeah. still need to do the Grimlock, too. Well, yeah, exactly. In for that one. I just need to find Snarl and Sludge still. They, that's the one fault I'll give Transformers and why they didn't get number one is distribution. But. This oh. is how we skip Adam because John, John jumps in. Well, because I had the same thing. I didn't want oh, to talk yeah, twice. Whatever, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, did we skip you? Yeah, slightly. Okay, um, for your runner-up. So my runner-up is um, amazingly the same as what it was last year, but fractionally more generic, um, which is the <laughs> the Revoltech Amazing Yamaguchi line, oh. whereas last year it was specifically Marvel, but now they've brought into DC. Um I still don't have any of these figures, but they are the thing that every time I go and see see that there's a sale on on Big Bad Toy Store at Hobby Link Japan, I go, ooh, is it significant on the uh, Amazing Yamaguchis? And every time I'm, sl- I'm always heartbroken that it's not because they're going, ah, oh, I really wanted to get some of those, but I don't want to pay 90 bucks a figure or whatever it is before shipping. But, yeah, I, I think they're fantastic. Like, uh, I think the... the um, the sculpts are fantastic. Like the stylizing is terrific. Uh, the way that they actually work is amazing. Um, sometimes they have some of that, you know, hyper-articulated fuggliness going about them if you don't get them from a nice angle. But they always look like they're a fun toy, like they're great for posing, and they always just look terrific. Yeah. Very cool. Good choice. Very cool. And, uh, Ben, you're a runner-up line. 
Yeah, it was a bit of a hard one because I was trying to factor in different things and what it really came down to is just how much joy do I get when I pick this stuff up. Um, so I was trying not to look at this, um, you know, try not to put too much complexity into it. Um, and uh, I was, uh, I've had two shipments now of the Mythic Legions figures, uh, and I just, uh, I, I love them. I, I, you know, when they arrive, I just can't wait to, uh, to, to get them out and have a play. Um, they come with oodles, uh, of extras, um, they're beautifully put together, solid figures, uh, and I don't think this is going to slow um, the horsemen down. Uh, they're, they're just going to keep, um, you know, they know they're onto a, a good thing. They don't have to deal with, um, you know, these huge corporate, um, you know, entities. And, uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait for more, basically. Um, they're now starting to uh, look at larger scales, so they're now introducing... Um, uh, what was the last one? Then they've done their orcs, they've done the ogres, uh, and they're, they're now doing a companion line that I think is in the nine inch scale that's actually using um, the same bucks as uh, the regular sized figures. So they're now introducing those, those larger characters, which I think is um, uh, sorry, yes, they're doing ogres. Oh, sorry, last year they did the trolls, which were the, the huge ones, which I think I actually red carded my troll but uh that's another another story so yeah i'm i'm just really keen to to see what comes next um it's good stuff that is awesome i gave my runner-up for a best line to the diamond gallery pvc statues they've got both marvel and dc licenses now and they're doing both um film and comic characters and I think that the again the accessibility of that line because of the price point for the quality is fantastic. Um, and you know, there's a, a if you look at what's coming this year, there is just a raft of them. Both actually, if I pick up any Aquaman movie related stuff, it could be those just because they they look fantastic and uh they're some of the the pieces they've coming on the marvel side because i like collecting the marvel female characters um and you know they've got black cat they've got spider woman you know they've got a, a bunch coming out um so just that kind of selection the accessibility um that's why i gave them my runner-up very cool yes and eddie you have a a winner for best line uh, yeah, it's not going to really shock or <laughs> surprise anyone. I gave it to Marvel Legends. Uh, probably be the main brand that I collect, and I just got my Black Panther Wave 2 in, uh, which means I actually managed to acquire every figure that came out in 2018 uh, nice. from this line, <laughs> minus that weird uh, digital comic exclusive Tony Stark repaint that's um, I really haven't picked up too many of those things, so I don't really count that. So uh, everything that hit a retail purchase to purchase, uh, I picked up from Marvel Legends. So if I'm all in on the line uh, compared to everything else, this this is the line uh, that takes it. And they've had a good year. I mean, a huge movie year. We've had that um, the 10 years set. They've been killing it on even sort of side things such as the props. 
that Ben talked about before with the Infinity Gauntlet. I got the San Diego um, Tesseract so I could get the Red Skull figure, but even that Tesseract was sort of a cool little piece. Uh, their comic stuff is just brilliant. So, uh, yeah, no shock or surprise. Marvel Legends gets it, I believe, three years in a row for me. Like, mm, cool. Yeah. Oh. And Mr. Adam? Uh, similar to Eddie, mine is not a surprise. Similar to Eddie, it is a back-to-back winner at least, if it's not a back-to-back-to-back, and that is the uh, SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball line. Um, I really enjoy that they're, they're branching out and going back into Dragon Ball. Um, I really enjoy that they're continuing to do Dragon Ball Z and they're still keeping up with Dragon Ball Super. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen uh, if the overall Dragon Ball property doesn't continue going forward because it's kind of the anime is on hiatus and but the manga is ongoing, so we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy it. It's really good. It's probably the uh, main thing I collect for these days. So, mm. Mr. John? I, I'm not surprised Eddie didn't have this one because I went with Mego. Um, you know, their re-release at Target uh, – they kind of captured all the nostalgia and brought us back to what Mego really was. And they've did some innovative things and maybe had a few misses in that first line, but sometimes you just got to go with it. They weren't afraid of that. So um, they're going to get my best line. Very good. Uh, ben, do you have a shock in store for us? <laughs> uh, it's not a shock at all. Uh, I could, uh, pretty much just copy everything that Eddie said for me. It was, uh, you know, Hasbro's Marvel Legends. Uh, To be fair, I did sit down and try and put some, you know, pros, cons to some other companies. Um, And, uh, you know, it was a bit of a struggle. Uh, You know, for example, NECA. Uh, NECA hasn't had a mention uh, on the show at all yet. And, you know, I was sitting there looking at the, the Hawkins uh, figure that um, Eddie acquired for me, which was an exclusive. Uh, and, you know, I was really getting into the NECA figures there for a while. And, you know, I know that this is not a, not, you know, specifically the fault of NECA, but, you know, Hawkins is just the second member uh, of Arnold Schwarzenegger's team from Predator to actually get um, the NECA treatment as an action figure. And so the fact that it's been this long and we're still waiting on blaine and you know and the rest of the guys um is really frustrating and um you know they keep cranking out all these variations uh of of predators that they i think they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel now um it's gotten to the point where i've completely lost track of where i was up to um i i I don't know which figures i need or don't need and so you know marvel legends just keeps adding um to to obviously my universe that i'm building on these shelves and we're so driven now by the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, that uh, it still blows me away that in amongst all the the pop and, and zazzle of these billion-dollar um, films that I can still get a Prowler. You know, I, I can still get uh, a Spider-Ham. I, I can still get a Dan Garrett Black Knight. You know, the, the, the thought that went into releasing that, um, you know, Dane Whitman Black Knight figure but with the, the bucket head, uh, you know, the helm, um, which is, uh, you know, gives us Dan Garrett, who was uh, his uncle in the original Black Knight, um, I think is is brilliant. The, you know, these these characters are still there um, for me. And, uh, yeah, 
So two thumbs up. Very good. Um, just to be different, like you know, I, I've based this on the stuff that gives me the most joy for what I um, enjoy. Obviously, I'm a Marvel Legends fan and have really enjoyed collecting it this year. But in terms of, I guess, the, the line that's excited me the most as a, a DC guy at heart, I've given mine to the Tweeterhead Superpowers statue line. Oh, cool. Um, I, I'm really excited about it. I love the scale. I love the universe building that they seem to be doing. And I really love the values that the company seems to have as well in terms of their commitment to quality and, um, you know, doing fan polls and all that sort of stuff that it's got a very Bowen sort of feel to me. Um, and uh, yeah, love it. And so they are my winner. All right. Before we get to our three, final categories. I think we'll take one last break and uh, recollect ourselves, listen to some more listener picks, and we'll come back with the big ones in just a moment. Hi guys, it's great to be back on the podcast after all this time. 2018 was a pretty slow year for me in terms of buying action figures. Um, So much so, I, I thought I had like a clear pick uh, for figure of the year and I was going to give it to Funko's Disney Afternoon Darkwing Duck figure um, but then doing some research I discovered it was released on 2017 so that's really not possible so, um, so taking that out of the picture um, the only thing I really think could be a contender for figure of the year is actually a statue and I don't usually like to mix those two because I don't think that statues and action figures are a fair comparison and I think they should be two separate categories but since I have no other choice um, and this is a really amazing figure that even though I'm not buying anything right now I, I thought I I needed to buy this one. Um, I think that speaks for itself. Uh, And I'm talking about the Iron Studios Plastic Man statue. Um, The statue is amazing. It's based on art by the Brazilian artist Ivan Reis. Iron Studios is a Brazilian-based company. And sculpting's great. It has a lot of movement for a character that's basically pure movement itself. Paint applications is is amazing. It's very clear, very crisp, and the expression on on Plastic Man face is, is great. Um, I, I really enjoy this figure. It, it's it's very light. It feels very durable, and I I really enjoyed it. I'm a very big fan of the character, and I think that every, anyone that is a fan of Plastic Man and why shouldn't you be? Um, really can check this statue out and they're going to love it. Um, I think you can pick it up. You can still pick it up. Um, Iron Studios is distributed by Sideshow, so I think it's fairly easy to get. There's another... um, There was a variant with a variant face and a variant um, arm, I think, that was only available on the Sao Paulo Comic Con in Brazil. Um, the variant is, is really cool, the extra head is really cool, but well, I, I didn't attend 
to to the Comic Con in Brazil, so I, I wasn't able to get it. I, I got the regular version. I'm pretty happy with it. So that's my pick for figure of the year. And now I think I was supposed to pick a song, load the show, load the radio, and I want to hear um, Turning Japanese by The Vapors. That's how it works, right? Well, here we are with our final three categories in our 2018 year in review. And the three that we have to go are Best Company, uh, Personal Acquisition, and then Item of the Year. So let's do Best Company. We're probably going to hear some names of things that we've heard before, because it would be kind of weird if we named something Best Company when we haven't talked about any of their items. But who knows? We'll find out in a moment. And Eddie, what's your Best Company runner-up? My best company runner-up actually goes to the one that Ben said hasn't been mentioned so far, and that's NECA Toys. Uh, so I, I do really like a lot of what NECA Toys does as a company. Uh, they are some of the best for uh, throwing little weird Easter eggs to fans or um, sort of Ben mentioned it as a bit of a negative, but it can also be a positive in ways in terms of scraping the bottoms of the barrel and uh, seeing what they sort of turn up and uh, what they can uh, sort of work slightly around licenses uh, in order to get product out there on the shelves. And they do just some very clever things. Uh, and their sculpt work and uh, paint work is amazing. Doesn't always necessarily uh, end up being the best quality control, and sometimes they're using such thin plastics that things don't always work. But uh, for every one of those, you also get the Crash Bandicoot that has articulated eyebrows where you're just like, <laughs> that's actually a bit of inspired genius uh, there. So uh, my runner-up goes to Necatoids. Very good. And Mr. Adam? I couldn't split these two companies. I haven't bought anything from them this year, um, but I've gone for Kyoto, who are the makers of Revoltech, and Max Factory, who are the makers of Figma. Um, they've both had just terrific uh, lines out, and a lot of them, they're things that I don't even know what they're based on, like the the frame girls and all of that kind of gear, and I'm just like, they look terrific, and if I thought that I was going to be able to buy one and not buy a whole line, I would consider buying one, but I just... It's like I don't know anything about them. I like them a lot, but I'm not going to spend money on them. But both of them produce these fantastic items that I, yeah, they're the things that I, I continually just go, oh, I really like that. I really like that. I really like that. I don't know that I want to buy it, but I really like it. Um, so that's why I've gone for those two. Cool. Good choice. Mm. Oh, cool. And Mr. John? I went with Hasbro. Um, Transformers, Marvel Legends, I, I think they're just, you know, they're – they're doing what they should do and they're being consistent about giving us some really great stuff lately. So that's why they got it. Excellent. Mr. Ben. Uh, you know, surprises here. I went for Mezco for, uh, particularly for the 112 collective line. Um, I just think it's amazing. You know, I think the, the diversity has been fantastic that they're, uh, looking at characters like, um, Diabolic, the, um, the Italian, uh, spy character who's been around for for sixty years or whatever. Um, I just think that's that's great, and and I think you know these are our um, last best hope for licenses like you know the Shadow Doc Savage, 
uh, and things, uh, characters like that. I think mm. um, there's some some awesome potential to, oh, to do you, those kind of licenses. If they did a Phantom figure, uh, yeah, the Phantom I think is you know is, oh. all, all of those. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping okay, that, Eddie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that that's a grail for me is a good Phantom figure. There've been Phantom figures, but I I don't think. There has been a better phantom figure than the Guardians of the Earth figure back in the late 80s. So uh, <laughs> we are well overdue for a good phantom figure. And Metsco, that would be one that would actually work really well with sort of the mixed media and their articulate. Or oh, Metsco, get on that. Mm. Can we call well, them? Uh, well, if you call them Metzco, they probably won't answer. But you can call them Mezco, and then I'm sure they'd be keen to chat. Yeah. I, I think, you know, there is a great opportunity to do people like The Shadow uh, and Doc Savage because, um, you know, those characters in themselves should should actually sell, but you're not... Um, you're not really sort of obligated to do an extensive supporting cast, you know, as much as it would be great having, you know, Monk and Ham and, and um, Long Tom, et cetera, who get around with Doc Savage. Most people don't know who they are and would just be happy with a, Doc, a nice Doc Savage figure. So uh, I think Mezco has probably got their eyes on on those kinds of licenses, hopefully. So, I mean, extending that to, you know, Edgar Rice Burroughs, um, you know, and even Conan properties would um, would just be awesome. So, yep. Well done, guys. Very good. And I gave my runner-up to Tweeterhead. Um, love what they are doing with the different DC licenses that they have and can't wait for more. And, Eddie, your winner company of the year. Hasbro. Okay. Surprise. <laughs> uh, and yeah, for a reason said, uh, Mr. Adam. I went with Bandai. Um, they seem to be the people that make all the things I'm buying this year. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, so really very rude not to give that to them, I think. <laughs> uh, and John? Bandai, just because they are making all the stuff that Adam's buying <laughs> and a lot of <laughs> other stuff as well. They, they just, they, and again, they're consistent. They're, they're very consistent when you get a pre-order. They don't have delays. They put it out on time. It looks like what the pictures did for the most part, you know, mm. better than anybody else. So, yeah, very good. Uh, Mr. Ben. Asbro. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and uh, I gave mine to Mezco um, for reasons already said. So, well done to all these <laughs> guys. Um, now, the the last two, this one's uh, these are personal. Um, so we're talking twenty eighteen throughout the uh, show, but we added one category in for an acquisition that doesn't have to be uh, twenty eighteen. It's just you know one of like your favorite stuff that you got this year, regardless. Could be a Grail, could be because you got it for you know a really good deal, etc. And uh, any, what was your runner-up personal acquisition? We're talking toys here, by the way, not like, you know, favorite belly button lint or... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Let me just change mine here. Yeah. And, okay. 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 Uh, so my runner-up uh, was uh, 
from a few years ago. It was from the Puck series of Marvel Legends, and it was at a time uh, I had a lot of my Marvel Legends packed away in plastic tubs. They were only just starting to return, and I thought, oh, you know what? I don't need this Cyclops because I've already got the <laughs> sort of modern blue cap design one. And I sort of left him on the shelf and I had a chance to buy him at retail fairly cheaply. Sort of came back a year or two later, opened up the boxes, saw how horrible that brood queen Cyclops sculpt is and just what a terrible figure it was and did not match my <laughs> imagination at all. I was like, oh, you know what? I should grab that new one on the Bucky Buck. And by that time, he'd skyrocketed in price. So I finally found a loose version of him cheap, uh, which was fantastic because that costume design is uh, used on an image at the end of the Marvel Digital Comics uh, once you get to the end of the book. And I use the – I buy my physical comics. I love comics. Um, But I do often use the redemption code so I can read – uh, my comics on an iPad, on a train or whatnot. So almost every Marvel comic I've read over the years, uh, I get this little image of that Cyclops at the end of the book and it always used to salt the wound that I didn't have this figure. And I finally acquired it. So just a little personal victory in that Marvel digital comics are no longer rubbing it in my face for not owning that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Adam. I went for the Nekobuso Namamori uh, set number one. So this is the, the guys that I reviewed on the show. Um, I just thought they were a hell of a lot of fun. They were incredibly affordable for what they were, and they were just really different. But, yeah, a large part of that was also being able to do something related to this particular hobby of mine, of ours, um, with my wife was uh, unique and enjoyable. So, yeah, I'm going with That's that. Cool. Very, very cool. And Mr. John? I am going to go with something that is almost belly button lint, but it's kind of toy related. <laughs> um, and that's, I got a uh, Lego Batman tattoo on the back of my leg. Oh, so, yes. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> um, That's allowed. You know, I, yeah, I wanted something toy related, but I wanted something nerd related, you know, pop culture related. And um, Batman's always been around, you know, in my life that I, as long as I can remember. So I went with that. So it's kind of hitting on a couple of different marks. That's excellent. Uh, Mr. Ben, your runner up. Uh, yeah, a bit of a strange one for me. I, uh, as some. Listeners probably know I have a slight obsession with uh, the uh, the Death Dealer painting um, done by Frank Frazetta, and uh, I have a small sort of corner in my collection um, featuring the uh, the ARH Studios uh, statue, and I've got the the silver coin and um, a whole bunch of bits and pieces. Even uh, I own four records, one of which is the Molly Hatchet album that um, they use this uh, image on the cover. Um, but then uh, a company, uh, speaking of props, came along and did uh, replicas of um, some Frazetta items. And one of them was the Death Dealer axe that he holds uh, in the painting. And it went for uh, a significant amount of money. And I decided I wasn't prepared to pay that much money for it. And I just happened to be uh, on eBay when I found a seller who um, effectively buys up 
um, I guess, unordered stock um, that, that people either liquidate or something. And he had it for an extraordinarily good price and even had shipping for an extraordinarily good price. Um, I had a small panic attack before I hit the buy it now button. Um, and believe it or not, I actually rang uh, my local police station uh, and I talked to them about prohibited uh, weapons <laughs> and things like that. Because for all <laughs> intent and purpose, the description of this item had that it is actually a, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess it's it's not a cosplay item. This is a real, you know, it's got a wooden handle, metal blade, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I spoke to a, a, a lady police officer who found me very amusing. Uh, and I ended up exchanging a number of emails with her, including sending her a link to the item. Uh, and she rang me back and she said, I, I, I'm laughing because uh, I have looked through all of the, the literature that we have and I have not found anything that says that this is a prohibited item. So I sent uh, a copy of that, um, that email that she sent me to the, uh, the seller and said, could you please in, include this in case customs open it up? Um, and so now I, I have a one-to-one scale death dealer axe that my wife just shook her head uh, and said nothing else um, <laughs> in my display with the uh, the rest of my death dealer items. And uh, so, yeah, a bit of a bit of an odd one, but um, boy, howdy, this thing is uh, is the real deal too. If the uh, if the zombie apocalypse hits, uh, I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. I um I posted on our Facebook page that I got to handle the. Icon Collectibles um, Aquaman Trident. Uh, oh, yes, at, that at was Secret great. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my gosh, it's so cool. It's $600, though, so if anyone wants to set up a GoFundMe. Um, oh, come, on, like, you, come on, man. Come on. Are you looking for our endorsement? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like. I don't need that. Like, it, but it, it was, it was so cool. <laughs> but then we were talking about, you know, it's like you know, it, trying to get it from overseas, importing it. I'm like, well, it's kind of a weapon. Like, you could, you could definitely kill somebody with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, because it's substantial. Uh, really cool. Um, but I'll remember the axe. I need, I need new. At least I don't have stories when my wife complains about something. So thank you for that. And mine is a 2018 release. It didn't make it into a a, a best of, um, but I made my runner-up the DC Collectibles Aquaman and Mira uh, statue. It's the, it's, uh, I got it for Christmas. Um, it came out earlier in the year. I um I I probably will review it at some stage. A couple of issues with it, which is why it didn't kind of it didn't uh get up to the top in the way that I thought it might have, but it's still really cool because I love Aquaman and Mira, and so I made that my runner up. Um and personal acquisition awesome. of awesome. the year winner, Eddie. So my personal acquisition winner wasn't one particular figure in the end, but I am a fan of Jack Kirby's The Fourth World. But somehow I had ended up missing a bunch of the DC Universe Classics uh, New Gods figures. And uh, it's taken me a little bit of the time. I never exactly did it as a huge rush, but um, I finally finished my Fourth World uh, DC Universe Classics uh, collection, oh, nice. uh, which makes me uh, very the last being uh, actually weirdly the Parademon, 
but yes, I <laughs> finally have the full sit there. And uh, considering it was the year that Mr. Miracle uh, wrapped up, one of the greatest comics uh, to come out in the last couple of decades, let alone uh, this year, it was uh, perfect timing for it. So uh, that's another big tick uh, off the collection to-do list. Outstanding. Cool. Mr. Adam. So the item I picked, it's not my favourite version of the character, um, but it's uh, it's one of those things where it always seems to look better as a physical item rather than as artwork, and it's the SH Figure Arts Mudge and Vegeta. Um, I have no idea why, but it always does look better as a physical item, and it's possibly just because it's a very simple design. Um, but, yeah, I, I find it it's really good. It's... Uh, meets the the description of what it has to do. Uh, it's not, you know, going to be far and away the best figure you've ever seen, but um, it does a great job. And uh, it also helps that Eddie's wrong and Vegeta is the best character in Dragon Ball, so that's okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, uh, very good. And Mr. John. Mrs. Nerd had got me... Um this set and I, and I really dig it because it's not something I want to get for myself. So uh, I went with the Jurassic Park uh, Pops uh, two pack that has Nedry and the Dilophosaurus and Nedry's got the black on his face and his glasses from where he was spit in the face and the little raincoat on. Um, it, it, it's a scene that we quote a lot around here and you know, um, so uh, th- it's fun to have that. Wait, so what your wife's constantly saying to you, what are you stupid? Yeah, Is pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if she's just quoting the movie there. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ben, your personal acquisition of the year. Because, you know, the axe is the runner-up, so. <laughs> it's related. Uh, it is related. Um, I... You got the horse. <laughs> the helmet. Lord, no. Uh, not for lack of trying. on the street. Yeah, okay. Not, not for Miss Ten's lack of trying. Let me, let me tell you. And I just keep relating stories to Mrs. Shake uh, about Scotty's uh, adventures in the equine world. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're staving off that for as long as we can. Try um, I, your best. I actually had a really interesting 2018, and I think my, you know, for example, my lack of sideshow statues. Um, just sort of shows the attitude I have towards the company, a little bit of disdain in, in their direction. But um, I was looking at the, the, the pile of um, silver and Bronze Age comics I've acquired this year, and I realised that um, I, I actually spent a lot of my disposable income um, filling holes in my comic collection, uh, picking up sort of issues uh, that I'd been putting off getting and and a buddy of mine is selling a a lot of um bronze and silver comics as part of his business and so i've been lucky enough to be a part of that um and i I had some absolute gems this year you know unfortunately uh you know we lost steve ditko um this year and last christmas not 2018 but 2017 um i did actually decide to write him a letter i mentioned it on a previous show so uh, in early january 2018 i actually got a, a letter back from Steve Ditko, which, um, you know, is uh, pride of place in my collection. But um, I, I've been scouting other things uh, and uh, often cruising eBay for things that I can't afford just out of curiosity. And I ended up exchanging a couple of emails um, with uh, a fellow named Bill. Um, and Bill is the son uh, of a famous fantasy painter whose uh, first name is Frank. 
Um, and I ended up buying uh, a Frank Frazetta original sketch. Oh my goodness. Yeah, from from Bill. So it actually comes with a, a certificate of authenticity of Bill's. He um, is handling the Frazetta uh, estate affairs, so it's uh, it's all filled out with the, the various details. And um, interestingly, uh, it's of um, it's a pencil sketch of uh, of two naked women. Um, you know, and uh, done in a way that is, um, you know, quite tasteful, though my girls find it um, highly amusing that, you know, boobs um, <laughs> done, done as only uh, as Frank Frazetta can, can do it. But, um, yeah, look, I think it was actually a, a reflection of the year that I've had. You know, I spent a lot of time um, in, in sort of golden age comics. Um, you know, I bought uh, a lot of the um, EC um, and Warren uh, sort of hardcovers that, that reprint those those fantastic sort of stories of the past and, and getting into comics history a lot more and, and reading a lot more books about the history of comics, etc. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, this year my love of comics and, and history and that sort of thing has, um, has far outweighed, um, you know, my, my love of toys and statues. So, well, uh, not that I plan on stopping the latter anytime soon. I uh, just, yeah, that was just my focus for 2018. So, um, yeah, it's kind of feels weird to say, but you know, I own a, a Frank Frazetta original, so that was some um, awesome. huge. That's awesome. Yeah, what? very happy. And and very and, and Mrs. Shake actually really likes it. Like likes it from a hey, that's a really nice piece of art to hang on the wall kind of thing. Not just a you know Spidey fighting the Green Goblin kind of art. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> And boobs. And boobs. It's win win. (laughs) (laughs) Combines all my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) You should stick it next to the axe, you know, as a. That's just amazing. Um, Mine, uh, and I didn't put this here just for John, um, but I guess, you know, my, my favorite acquisition of this year has to be the sideshow premium format Bane. Um, but it was a 2017 release. So that's why I had to put it here, but it is just, you know, like I've mentioned before, you know, the reasons why I love, um, the, the, I, you know, a version of the character. Um, and, but it is just such an impressive piece. I think it's definitely one of the coolest things that I own. It sits on my, podcasting desk mainly because it's too big to go anywhere else um, but uh it's you know it is just awesome so that yeah. has to be the the top yeah. for me and, and of course it that, was my runner-up uh for item of the year last year oh correct absolutely mm. it was yes yeah um Okay, so we're now down to our final category, and this is the biggie. It is the item of the year, but it has to be a 2018 release. So uh, let's go first to Eddie for your runner-up. So my runner-up is one of those items that I wasn't expecting a lot out of, and I am a big fan of San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. I picked up most of sort of the basic figure versions this year, and there were some I was really looking forward to, some that I wanted to get my hands on. 
One I was unsure of. Uh, I ended up picking it up anyway because I figured, well, it's. Uh, I believe there's no such thing as buyer's remorse. As a collector, there's only didn't buy it remorse. Uh, so it's better to have it and sell it off later than to decide I want it and can't find it. And that was the DC Multiverse Aquaman box set, a.k.a. Who destroys the Sea King, the Ocean Master, oh, yes. or Black Manta, issue 35 cover. And this set, once I had it in hand, I was amazed at just a gorgeous set it was. One, the uh, box art is uh, really beautiful. Uh, it comes with sort of a clear plastic overlay that has all the sort of comic prints and details and bubble effects uh, running through on it and there's just some beautiful printing and color work going on this so it really does create sort of this 3d image uh, of the cover but also i had just assumed that these were basically just repaints with some, maybe some slight remolding uh, going on of the figures we've already seen before of black manta aquaman and ocean master uh, but they are you know, using the new buck, so there might be some reuse there, but uh, it's none uh, that we've seen for these characters before, as well as complete new molding on uh, things like the head sculpts and uh, certain other areas. So uh, they are really fantastic from that point of view. The paintwork, particularly on Aquaman, with his sort of uh, scale shimmery. Uh, gold effect that they have on his suit is beautiful and one of the biggest surprises is on the uh, box where you do have the blast saying the ocean master or black manta underneath that bubble in the tray is actually a whole bunch of interchangeable hands and also interchangeable goggles for black manta so you can actually have black manta displayed with clear eyes you can have him displayed with yellow eyes or you can have him displayed uh with red eyes and the goggle part of his helmet just sort of pops out and you can slide the new pieces in and it works really well uh and uh fantastic and uh this is one of the uh pieces that the four horsemen return to sculpt uh so the sculpt work isn't just generic metal uh, there is that little bit of love in there too. So uh, I didn't have high expectations for this set, but it absolutely blew me out of the water, uh, if you pardon the pun, uh, which has landed it here on my second favorite item of the year. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, mm. I have not actually managed to acquire that, and uh, um, I I need to. I need to. Uh, Mr. Adam, your runner-up for item of the year. This one was really tough, and I've changed this about four or five times while we've been recording. Um, it's that hard to try and work <laughs> it out. What I've ended up going for is um, one of the figures that's still waiting in a big bad pile of loot, but that I've um, actually gone and looked at some of the, the images and the videos and reviews of this thing, um, and that is the Bandai Robot Spirits Patlable Griffin. Um Mm. So this thing is just, it's a great design in the first place. So the, the original artwork is fantastic, you can see. But the way they've actually created this, it's just terrific. It's got all kinds of uh, swap-out parts and bits of accessories you can add or remove if you want your, your robot to have them. Um, the finish is fantastic. The colouring is 
you know, it's pretty simple, but it's spot on. It, it's just a wonderful looking figure. And it's one of those that I don't think you'd have to really be a Pat Labor fan to enjoy. It's it's like those other kind of ones that I've talk, uh, talked about, like the the um, Amazing Yamaguchis. It's one of those ones that if I wasn't already collecting Pat Labor, I'd be sitting there going, oh, that's a really good looking figure. Would like to buy it, but ah, uh, mm, uh. and so that's kind of why I've gone for it. Is it's just one of those that I think, yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those figures where you just go, I can appreciate that that's a great figure if I ignore my love for the property that it's from, and so mm-hmm. I figure that that has to be enough to get you a runner up. Yeah, fear. Is it is it the aqua version or the air ver- or regular version? This is the black version. Okay. Very good. And Mr. John? Um, I went with something a little bit different, and it's not perfect. That's why it's my runner-up. And that is the uh, Diamond Gallery Netflix uh, second version of The Punisher, the, the right. actual Punisher series one, where he's got the the double pistols, and he's got the wall behind him, and he's leaping in the air. Uh just, just a really cool piece. It, it's a big piece um, compared to some of the other ones, and it, it's a little more dynamic. But I just really loved it. And uh, like I said, there's a couple little issues, but nothing, nothing that would kill me. So, very good, very good. And Mr. Ben, runner up. Yeah. So following on from one of Adam's early ones, uh, for me it was the Bandai SH Figure Arts Son Goku Dragon Ball. Um, I sat and watched this series with all three of my girls, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we loved it. And so I, I just have great memories of, of watching that, you know, it was something that my wife wasn't interested in. So, um, you know, I'd sit on the couch, these three little blonde things would come and pile all on top of me <laughs> and, you know, we'd see, you know, Goku in some of the episodes where he, you know, strips off all his clothes and jumps in the water and they'd be laughing and, you know, we could see his wee wee. Um, and you know, I, I think they did it perfect justice. Um, it really is, um, a, a really fun figure with lots of great, you know, all of the accessories work really well, the swap out portraits, um, you know, it's, it, it, it represents, uh, the personality of, of the character perfectly. So it's, um, it's great. They nailed it. Very good. Very good. Uh, my runner up is something I, I talked a bit about. Um, over the year for a while. And I'm actually giving it to the uh, Funko Warner Brothers Mystery Minis um, because I just love – I had such a great time collecting those, spent a little bit more than I should have <clears throat> on trying to find stuff until I finally – gave up and I'm still eBaying because uh you know my my one irritation of it was that there were I think four different boxes um uh, with each with three exclusives and one set never made it to Australia so there's a, a few that are, I think are going to be really hard to to get but they the the a lot of the mystery minis um are quite stylized like you know there's a certain style of like you know the marvel ones the dc ones etc whereas these were that you know they're really quite faithful to the characters and you know, a bit of nostalgia a bit of fun but just like kind of joy of of collecting and so i 
loved them all, and I'm still hunting a couple, and they're my runner-up. Cool. That's groovy. Yeah, just got Foghorn Leghorn. That's my latest one. Um, <laughs> that was not actually, like, not, well, I guess it was not a super rare, but it was one of the rarer ones, but I just, I could not, I couldn't find him. He's the one that I kept I kept hunting for quite a while, thinking, surely I'm going to get a foghorn. And finally I was like, okay, I have like three billion yogi bears. I have to stop now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I I still have 12 Cartmans and about 18 Fries from (laughs) Futurama. Yes. Um, Needless to say, uh, lots of my colleagues got uh, them for Christmas. Um, I had it between. I have a Scotty Yogi Bear staring at me right now. Yeah, that's right. I said, yeah, I, made, I sent a few in boxes <laughs> to people as well. Um, between them and Huckleberry Hounds and uh, Bugs Bunnies, I could, uh, yeah, so many. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Item of the year. Drum roll, drum roll. Eddie, what is your item of the year? Oh, thank you very much. My item of the year is not going to come as a surprise to anyone uh, who heard me talk about the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, movie uh, box set, which was based on the 1990 movie, uh, heavily designed off the VHS cover for the box artwork. And these things are glorious. They're like having mini versions of of the Jim Henson suits on my shelf, uh, which is something that I have wanted uh, since I was a wee little lad. And I just still cannot believe that we've got them and we've got them at the quality that they exist at. Uh, So much so that uh, in that review I mentioned, I went on a train ride across the state Uh, in order to acquire uh, these toys. And I do not regret anything about that journey uh, at all. I basically got off the train, spent about half an hour in the city where I basically went to the store that had the rights to sell them here in Australia, but they weren't selling online. They were only selling in their actual uh, store itself. Went into the store, picked it up um, as well as a couple of other things there and just walked straight back out the door, straight to the train and spent another uh, long journey heading back to my (laughs) side of the state. But it was definitely worth it for this set. I would do it again in a heartbeat. That's so cool. That is so cool. Love it. Mr. Adam. I have gone for, against my better judgment, uh, because he's not the best Dragon Ball character, Kid Goku, uh, um, for all the reasons stated previously by myself, not so much the ones Ben stated, because uh, if I had three young blonde children piling on me, that would be probably grounds for the police to come and have words with me. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and John? I actually only, yeah, I only got this item within the last week but it made such a big impact on me. I got to go with it. And that is the um, Marauder Gunrunner, their latest task force canine figure, which which is their dog. Um, They had four of them and I got the Husky dog and it's like a a super articulated uh, little dog. And uh, they did such a nice dog. Yeah. Yeah, It's, you know, it's a three and three quarter inch, you know, 
dog action figure that just isn't like a, oh, hey, it's one piece and the head turns, you know, it, it's actually got paws that are ball jointed and, you know, knees and hips and, you know, you can make him pee on stuff. And, and, and then on top of that, they, <laughs> they, they geared him up with, um, you know, he's got a muzzle, he's got two different harnesses and leashes, um, even comes with a little dog bone. So, you know, I, I had to go with it after I saw him. I was just like, wow, this, this figure is just perfect for what it is. So that's excellent. Huzzah. Very good. And that must mean that we're up to Mr. Ben. <laughs> introductory beep. Um, yes, I, I haven't got this item yet, so I feel a little bit guilty, but um, many controversial yeah, I know, I know. judges. But mm. I, I've seen a lot of people on social media have, and I'm, I'm going to say if you go back far enough in episodes as a part of news, I actually called it for this figure, and I said um, how awesome it was not just for the um, – you know, for the for the property, but the fact that they were actually doing it um, and it was going to be awesome. And I said at the time, hooray, Mezco for thinking outside the mm-hmm. box and pursuing mm-hmm. licenses like this. And I have had it on pre-order forever. And it just mm-hmm. so happens that the e-tailer of choice that I have gone with is not shipping it till the end of January. Uh, and my winner of the year is the Mezco 112 Collective Popeye. Yep. I cannot wait for that. I, yeah, I can't wait. I yeah I I I'm with you I'm with you yep. he stands till he can't stands no more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very very good. Um, well, my item of the year is something that I have not reviewed on the show, and um, but it is the Tweeterhead Superpowers Joker statue. It, it is. I I had done Harley, and I got this soon after. It's very similar um, to Harley in style, so I chose to review the Supergirl instead, which is fantastic. The Joker statue is. It's really amazing. Just the 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 detail and and the the piece itself is really stunning. Uh, but then the just the bases on these, the detail that goes into them. Um, the base of this has got a couple of canisters of the Smilex gas, one of which has fallen over and is <laughs> got a, a flume, no plume, sorry, of um, green gas coming out with playing cards stuck in it it's just amazing like and then the other one has got a a robin uh <laughs> you know, like doll attached to, to, to it and if you remember when i reviewed harley the harley had a batman doll tied on hers um so you know re- really really cool just it's just it is a stunning stunning piece the 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 sculpt the level of detail it's amazing and so when i you know i stopped and was like right i've got to really go through what did i get this year what is this thing that and i looked at him and i'm like yep he kind of got a little bit looked over in other stuff just because i had a bunch of stuff coming at that time and i just reviewed harley but he's amazing he's got to be my item of the year that is a great rendition of the joker that's oh man yeah. I wish they'd do quarter scale. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, look, it, I mean, it's interesting too because, you know, again, uh, Joker is 
uh, I, one of another character that you know I feel like okay I don't really need any more Joker things. And when I initially saw these, I'm like yeah, okay I'm going to skip Harley and Joker because you know I don't need them. But they are um, just so well done. Uh, again, this is a Paul Harding sculpt. Um, he you know I think in terms of creators. Uh, this year he has done just some amazing, amazing work. Um, mm -hmm. And he's a very fun person to follow on social media as well, if you are so inclined. Um, so, yeah, love it. That is nice. Yeah. That is actually probably uh, – that, that could almost be a red card, I feel. is I, I wish we could have a category on this best of of, like, best – sculptors and that I, I wish we knew far more of the people who work on these things than we do now especially so. the lower end items yeah absolutely yeah yeah yep. yep. i i do I, I like that we do get some credits like dc collectibles um does do sculpture credits for their action figures which i think is great i think there should be more of it um, yeah, Nick has been doing more of it, which has been good. And I, I feel like I've seen it pop up in one or two other places, but um, nowhere near enough of it that uh, I would love to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm really glad that you said that, Eddie, because I think that yeah, it's very true. I was having a discussion um, with my local comic shop uh, about just – collecting in Australia and how challenging it can be to, you know, there's some lines where really the only cost effective way for them to carry them like Marvel legends, etc., would be to, you know, go around the, the proper system um, to, to get them in. And uh, you know, they're not prepared to do that. And, you know, I, I, I think I, I feel really strongly about, um, bootlegs and uh, the the proliferation of that because these creators like it's a hard way to make a living you know and I think there there are um, you know and and whenever that that kind of proper chain annoying frustrating as expensive as it can be isn't followed it's actually the creators that miss out um, mm. and uh, yeah there's some fantastic people out there. Yeah, really and if you do get the chance to follow uh, a creator on social media, I do highly recommend it because one of my favourite things uh, is uh, a lot of them. I know um, uh, Gene St. John is good at uh, doing it where he'll post, like, here's something I was working on in, like, 2007. It'll be the DC Direct Brightest Day figures. And I was like, oh, my God, I love those figures. You were the one who did those? I didn't know. Yeah. You were yeah. the one who was behind these. I knew your name at that point, but I, I knew you were doing stuff at Diamond Select because I would yeah. say that it was you sculpting it, but I didn't realize it was you doing these figures that I loved over here. And mm. yeah. since now, yeah. just, yeah, yeah the, what, what you find that you love that uh, a lot of these guys have been in the industry for years and years, uh, and it's it starts to make sense. You're like, oh, yeah, I can see where that design is similar to this one here. I, I see what you're working with. I see it just sort of opens up a whole new world to our hobby. Mm, yeah. Mm. I, I think it was yeah. some, was it Digger, Digger Mesh was one of the uh, original sculptors for, for Art Asylum and did a lot of stuff for McFarlane. And he was someone who actually pushed very hard to get, um, you know, the, the credits for sculptors and that on action figures because they just weren't, 
doing it. And he's one of the reasons that McFarlane was actually crediting uh, sculptors, et cetera. But um, I think he actually ended up moving into different sort of part of the industry because of that lack of recognition. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, Joe Mena, who has been on the show a couple of times, is a great person to follow as well because mm. you know, he shares uh, work in progress. He does the same thing. He'll go back and show all the stuff that he's done. Um, but he's also, you know, he's he's a, a fan of the, the properties, etc. And he does some great Facebook Live um, videos as mm. well. So highly recommend. Mm. Hey, we did it. We did. We did. Eighteen. And, and indeed, we're, we're all still awake. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what? <John? Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to call what we're going to be talking about as the toy of the year for next year. I reckon it's going to oh. be from NECA, and I reckon it's going to be the Golden Girl set of four. Oh, <laughs> oh. nice. Yeah. Nice. But, but you'll have to get the SDCC exclusive um, <laughs> to, to get the cheesecake that comes in four mm. slices. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they do the one quarter scale B, Arthur. That'll be the. <laughs> It'll be exquisite. <laughs> yeah. that, that's amazing. That will be well, the biggest gift that will be from me and the card attached. <laughs> <laughs> number number one toy podcast. <laughs> yep. For your you've consideration, seen, you've, I'm sure you've seen the um, uh, Super Friends uh, Golden Girls intro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Love, love. That is so funny. The best. And uh, on that note, we shall say uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. Uh, or if you've just found us, thanks for finding us. And uh, we are going to keep going as long as you keep enjoying it, and so do we. And so we'll be back with new stuff next week. Woo! Very exciting. Don't forget to find the community page and get on that because that has been fantastic. So good journey, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again, Eddie, for taking the initiative to actually get that moving. It has been great. Let's go. Help help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. <laughs> Bye. See you next Thank time. Have they succeeded in getting me, have they? I didn't even notice. Bye-bye. Have you spawned? I mean. No, it's just that normally it's, it's have your Adam spayed or neutered. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They must have got to me. No, no, John, mm. John's picking up where Bob Barker left off, and, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Well...
Uh-oh. Your head! Oh. <laughs> Robot wants to say. Come on, Ben. How can you not work out where that's coming from? I, I unplugged the printer. It's his Google Home. That was it. It's- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 